You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? It's a brand new episode of Off Book presented to you by Broadway Black. We're ready to hit our mark and we're going to do it right now. It's that time. I'm Drew Shea. I'm Donya Love. A Dream Smith. Mary Tyler Moore. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, it's a special episode. We got two brand new people in the studio. Well, one brand new person because Brandon's not new. Brandon is Danye's husband, so he's in the studio with us today. And we have a Dream Smith. And yes, that's her name. She's a dream. Yes. Yes. Lovely. I I think that is so beautiful. What were your parents thinking when they they named you that? Child, it was all my dad, really. Uh, He was coming home from work one day, and he was like, you know what? I want my first child to be a girl. And I want her to have my personality and to be outgoing. I mean, I want her to have a lot of hair. I mean, the man had a list. Uh-huh. He said, you know what? If all that happened, that would be a dream come true. He's like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. If it's yeah. a girl. If it's a girl, I'm going to name her a dream. Yes. Yes. Dream. I know that's right. I think that is so. Black people. Yes. I love us so We're much. We're undefeated. I'm a, I'm a literal manifestation. The most original. Yes. Yeah. If that would happen, that would be a dream. Yes. And lo and behold, Your we got a dream. a dream. And it's spelled A-H, dream. Yes. I know that's right. I'm here for all of it. I love it. The yes. The government name. So, a Dream, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us how you're Broadway black, how you are associated to the theater community and what you've been doing, what you've been up to. Sure. Uh, so I am an actress in the theater community. And um, about two years ago, I really, I mean, I've been in New York for about five years. And I came to pursue theater to really see, like, is this what I want to do? I mean, as a kid, I always said I wanted to be an actress and a doctor. And, you know, I got the looks. Girl, how you going to do that? Yeah. You know, But they weren't even thinking. I mean, we got Scandal. We got Grey's Anatomy. We had ER back in the day. There were so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm from Memphis. You know, people, did, they didn't see the vision. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I came to New York about five years ago to really give myself that opportunity. And back in 2016, I made the leap from corporate and was just really living my best life and within those within that time frame um I've I've discovered so much about myself mm-hmm. about the black community uh about our history through art 
um, back in 2017, I was having a conversation about how I wanted to further develop myself and my craft. And at, at UCB with, with a, a guy that I admired, and he was just like, oh, who are you reading? And I was like, um, I don't know. Who should I be reading? And he was like, Susan Laurie Parks. You from Memphis. You know about Katori Hall? And I was right. like, no. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. Right? This is 2017? 2000. This time last year, August. Oh, wow. Girl. Wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I'm gagged. I am too. Wow. I literally had that conversation. I went to the drama bookshop. I saw a flyer for uh, Susan Laurie Parks' Red Letter Plays. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a sign. This is the woman he said I should be reading. Mm -hmm. I go to Signature Theater. I see both uh, In the Blood and Fucking A. Susan Laurie Parks is there. And like that was just the beginning of like a life-altering experience for me. Because mm. it's just like I, I literally said it and then all of this stuff started happening. And um, in that time frame, I also was in a show and... It was it was it was called Sisters on Fire, and it was about the black female experience in America, and um, we did the show uh, at, out in Long Island at the Roosevelt Library, and then at um, Nassau Community College, and it was so interesting. After the show ended, I told my partner, I said, you know, if this show ever goes up again, I want to direct it. And at the time, I was working with uh, Jeffrey Page, who's currently finishing his MFA up at Columbia, mm -hmm. and his process was so uh, conversational. Like, mm -hmm. one of the things he said, he said, if I wanted to just tell people what to do, I would have hired puppets. I brought you in <laughs> here because you're an artist, and, like, this is a dialogue between the two of us. Mm -hmm. And I was right. just like... Mm -hmm. Like, whoa. Okay. Right, yeah, right, blown. right. And, and I've heard different I've, I've heard different experiences that people have, you know, with directors, both good and bad. But for mm -hmm. me, that was such a transform transformative moment that I was like, I want to be able to take this kind of conversation dialogue into other artistic spaces, other spaces that I'm in. Right. And so I said that to my partner. Literally three weeks later, I get a call from the producers and she was just like, you know, we loved what you, you know, you did what you brought to the show. Would you be interested in directing it? Our director, you know, is having some health issues. Oh, wow. So the universe just changed yes. to what it is that you wanted. Yes. And so, it. you know, we had a conversation. She was like, have you, have you directed before? I said, no. And, you know, I'm clear based on these experiences, X, Y, and Z, that, you know, this is what I want to bring to the table. And she entrusted me with her envision. And I took the show through three different festivals, great reviews. We sold out all the shows. And people mm -hmm. were like, so what's next? And I'm like, yeah. well. <laughs> well, um, well, now you have to manifest that. What's next? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's been my well, life. So, okay, so. When I met you in was that 2017 last year Tony Awards when we when yeah. the uh, Condola and Corey's Ghostlight Party yeah so the first party which was yeah it was 2017 what what were you doing there um, a friend of mine Alana uh, went to grad school with Condola got you okay okay and so I'm I, like that's where we met so we I've always known you to be a part of the theater community mm -hmm. I did not know that you were just like freshly new and trying to to come into the industry and, and learning and building. So that's wonderful. That's a lot of like- The universe our, opened itself up? Yeah, or? that's like a lot of our, our listeners, they're in school or they're just like, you know, trying to find their way in this, mm -hmm. in this industry. And so we love you and we appreciate you coming in and coming to, uh, we just happen to just like pull you along because you said something today um, at the table that I was like, you want to come and do this podcast? Come and talk with us. Because what were we talking about that you were saying uh, something about time yeah. and life? Yeah, I was- um 
So I, I just got back from Los Angeles literally Tuesday, and I had the opportunity. To, I randomly met this guy at Dunkin' Donuts, Come and um, <laughs> I'm all about those moments. And uh, we we stayed in communication, and I was on my way back, and he, I was just talking about my experience and you know how things some you know showed up in different ways, and he was just like, you know, well, time is not money. He's like people people have it confused when they think time is money because you know you can't put a price tag on spending time with your family. Mm-hmm. You know, you you might be able to go to work and clock in and that's that's quote unquote time and money, but you can't so there's certain experiences that you can't quantify with money. You could you could scratch off a, a lottery card and have money right now or you know something could go down and you could be bankrupt tomorrow. Um, but he said time is life. And when you realize that time is life then wasted time is wasted life mm. yeah. and when you mm. get that you you alter how you use your time you know you're not just gonna spend time with people who don't value your time because mm-hmm. you get that you're wasting your life, life. Mm. that Man, that is that's everything that's a I word did, you know because that makes you value and and it, it makes you put your time into perspective. Mm-hmm. It just really put my life into perspective for me. Um, how I, I'm no longer operating in a space of serving other people mm-hmm. and using my time to uh, to to honor them instead of honoring myself first. Let me honor yeah. myself first. And if I honor myself, then I can honor the people that I'm with. Yep. That is just so yeah. beautiful to me. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Adrian. We appreciate you being here. And we're just going to get right into the show. And we're going to talk about what we did this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. That's what. The, oh, I, I didn't even really tell you the format. So Amber's not here today, <laughs> um, we just jumping straight into like, it. Yeah, because like we ain't got a lot of time. Like mm. We're wasting our life right now. Well, well. <laughs> this nigga. <laughs> um, Amber is doing her one-woman show tonight. And so we also just left, you know, because everybody is booked and busy. Danya just did a reading today, the North Star Come at the Theater, but it was with Juilliard, because mm-hmm. um, he's about to graduate soon. Yeah, I'm about when to be out graduate? that bitch. When you graduate? May, May, sometime in May. Yeah, so you you going to have a cap and gown and everything? Yeah. Oh, you going to decorate the top of it? No. What? Oh, yes, Brandon. <laughs> no. We going to decorate the top of his, uh, his cap and gown. Like, it's got to say, uh, this nigga made it or something. Like... Something it gotta be. It's gotta say. Like if it say something like that, I'm for it. I know you are. That's what I'm saying. We gotta decorate. We gotta, this nigga okay, made gonna, it. Yeah, this nigga made it. <laughs> Come I, through. Made it, nigga. This nigga made it. Um, so I'm excited for you. But today Come was through. really good. It was great. Thank it was directed you. by Malika Oyedeman. Um, and we just, had fun. We had a good time. We had a really, had really a good, good time. time. Yeah. yeah. I was, and I took some dope pictures. I yes, you did, photographer. Them. Okay. Yes. Listen, my calling is coming. Yes. Like, I don't know what's happening, but like Brandon's helping me because he's a real photographer. So Brandon's <laughs> helping me like, because I just can't depend on people to just take take the pictures from me. I'm just, I'm, st- I'm tired of paying people to do it. Oh, and well. they don't edit it the way I want them to be edited. Uh-huh. And then they act like I'm doing them, a, you know, like they're doing me a favor and I'm paying them money. Um, so I just got to do it myself. Okay. And so, Come yeah, on. I'm excited. Jack of all trades, doing it all. Let's get Listen, it. Listen, I need to master them all, too. Come on. I ain't just trying to be the jack. I'm trying to master them, too. Master of um, all. But, yeah, so that was good. So we ran, and then we went to uh, dinner with your parents. We today. did. I love your parents. And Ali's. Oh, my so oh, my gosh. They love you. Like, they love they you. They are my parents. Come through, and you be. <laughs> <laughs> they are mine. <laughs> you be introducing them like, um, yeah, these are my parents. I lend them to Danye sometimes. Yes. Doing the most. <laughs> like, nigga, calm down. I love them so much. <laughs> um, and so then we went to dinner, and then we just came here to the studio, and then we leave in the studio to go to Amber's One Woman Show, which starts at 9 o'clock. Bop, bop. So we don't got a lot of time, but I am happy to have a dream here sitting in Amber's chair while, you know, the princess is doing preparing for mm-hmm, the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so 
Oh, this is what I was talking about. I didn't say last week because Chris reminded me because he put on the end of the episode last week what we was talking about before we actually started recording. Mm-hmm. You know how we do that every single week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I didn't talk about this. I was talking about the lady that was sitting behind me that was burning. Oh, right. I remember that. Doing all that I remember shit. that, yeah. Well, I went with my friend Dustin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know Dustin Ross, who is a, uh, a personality, a cultural changer. He's the uh, the one of the co-hosts of the Friend Zone podcast, one of my best friends so went with him to this apollo thing he invited me to this apollo thing uh that was hosted by debbie allen it was like the dance icons and they honored michael bennett it was like something i got invited to but i had sort of looked over and didn't really realize but i was so glad that i went and that he invited me to go because um you know it's just the usual names debbie allen if debbie allen's gonna be there then felicia rashad's gonna be there you know mm-hmm. felicia rashad's gonna be there then george Faison gonna be there mm-hmm. george mm-hmm. Faison gonna be there it was just that sort of crowd and so i knew that crowd but i did not know they were going to be honoring like the greats uh, michael bennett michael peters uh, ulysses dove um alvin ailey uh you know they just honored a lot mm-hmm. of you know the dance icons and people that had passed away mm. from from aids from the 80s and that era mm. um and it was right before you know World AIDS Day mm-hmm. that day, um, and so I was happy to be in the room and just like the videos that they showed and the performances from Alvin Ailey Dance Company and and uh, Dance Theater of Harlem, it was just some really beautiful moments in right. there that I was just really thrilled to be in the room. But you know, it was at the Apollo, and the Apollo, Lord Father God, <laughs> I, I love us to death. What it was given, I love us to death. But uh-huh. like, damn, uh, like if y'all like, niggas don't calm down, if y'all don't, I mean. No, I don't even want us to calm down because when if I when I go see Set It Off Live or when I go see you mm. know the Snoop Dogg musical, they, we be loud. Uh huh. We be talking to the stage, but like this just what was this that. given? Um, this this was like, just people just flat out being rude. Ooh. Um, being rude. What were they doing? Like okay, so a white woman came on stage and you know since they was honoring all these dance classes, did these dance icons, and it wasn't just black dance icons. They were mm-hmm. you know uh huh. Michael Michael Bennett, Michael Peters. Um, and so they honored uh, one white woman come on stage. Why to am do, I ready to laugh already? I don't know what she's about to say. Go ahead. A white woman come on stage <laughs> to do. Um, uh, what's the number from a chorus line that Cassie does? Dance to the music and don't you know, get me lying. Yeah, don't get me the line. I know the, I know the song. I know mm-hmm. it, but I can't think of the name of it right now. She has a little red dress on and she's like telling uh, Zach in the back of the house, like I just want to dance. Like just put me in the ensemble, put me in the chorus. And he's like, No, you're not a. You know, you're not an ensemble dancer. Uh-huh. You're like you're you can't be a part of the chorus line. You're you're a star. Well, nobody's hiring me. Is pretty much what she's saying. She's like, I just want to dance. I'm a dancer. God, I'm a dancer. Uh-huh. A dancer dances. Come on. Like that's you know. And so she's doing this number, but like, her vocals were so sketchy. <laughs> um, it was it was just really out of pocket. And I think it's because, out of you know, pocket. Well, it was. It wasn't in the pocket. Like it was just uh-huh. she was so flat in certain areas, and well, in most areas. And mm. I think it's the Apollo that does that to people because, like, Apollo has different type of acoustics. Sure. And when you're in front of all those black people, like those black people, like all these black people judging you, like they will boo you. Like that's mm-hmm. what it. This is. I mean, it's the like Apollo that. Theater. It's like, but like, even though it's not like Showtime at the but Apollo, still, it still it's the like Apollo. They will boo you. So she just wasn't in the pocket. I don't know if she could hear. Um, and, Please don't tell me. And so people was talking about. <laughs> Please, what are you about to say? They was like people was. This is I mean, these people sitting around me. Uh-huh. And you know, Dustin too is my friend, so he's like cracking jokes. He's like, "Sing Clara Danes." I can't. Like, he called her Clara Danes, and he was like, "Come on, bitch! Like get get with it!" Like, <laughs> and then the ladies behind me was talking like. So when she started doing the dancing part, where she's supposed to do like do a real big dance sequence. No, the people I'm behind scared. me was like. Um, I guess the one lady couldn't see. She's like, "What does she do? A flip at 
at one point in time it was like really quiet uh-huh. like she said it like what did she just do a flip and I was like no she didn't I do a flip can't. and the lady next to her she said when she said that she was like uh, what did she do a flip and the lady was like nah she just bent her body back <laughs> uh. <laughs> like just the way they were describing it like the way like they just wasn't getting it okay like, it's not as bad as I thought I thought you were going to say niggas was booing her the no, Sandman no, came out no they wasn't doing that but they was talking all throughout it they were getting up and walking up and down the aisles like That's it was just nothing like living they were just there like there was no respect for the people on the stage and then also That's this the run of show crazy. was really sloppy like Debbie Allen asked for a certain video to come through and they played a different video. She's like, that's not the video I wanted. Oh then my God. came out and said, and now we're going to play this video. And then she looked at them and she said, right now. Oh. Yes. Like, yes. She said, we're going to play it right, right now. now. <laughs> like, don't play with me. Yes. Like, I'm Felicia Rashad. Like, it was just, it was that. But like, I know that they filmed it. So oh, I'm that sure that they so chopped great. it and filmed it. Of course. Where, like, it's going to be a really, really great video. Flawless. Like, I was sitting behind a lady that was snotting and like coughing and, and, like doing, like doing all of that, and like, she was belching like one of those. I'm talking about those deep down, like you have some, some nasty guttural, yeah, like, shit. Oh my god, like it was like vibrating in her throat, like like it was. You giving me too much description. It was so trifling. But that's what I, I forgot to talk about that last week because Chris put it on the end of the episode. So I wanted y'all to know what he had, what we were talking about there. So I went to that, but it was a great overall uh-huh. experience. Like overall, it was phenomenal. It was well done. It was just some of those things where it's just like, well, damn. Uh, and you know the uh, the the um, ushers and stuff at the Apollo are really rude. Yeah, like so like they want you out. As oh my god, out. like. It, they can't even turn the lights up fast enough and get you out or like even like when you're asking where the restroom is it's not even like they will tell you they just start pointing and not even looking at like point like it's just just rude uh-huh. like, and they don't even manage the aisles or manage like do their job like point people to the right seats or you got one job you got one job like but you're trying to be security times 10 and like the most just doing the most no. and so yeah but um I'm so glad they're getting a, a new space. That's one oh, of the hot topics. Are. We will talk about that. Oh, but they're getting a new through. space, so they're gonna have like a two new additional theaters. Mm-hmm. Like Apollo's is doing it. This Come year. through. So, um, yeah. So Blackness. That was what I did last week. This week, what did I do this week? What happened this week? I know. Well, I don't know if I can talk about that. I yet. know, but I know what happened. But this my week. life sort of changed this week. Yeah. Um, I, I can sort of say that, can I? Uh huh. But I just can't say what it is. Uh-huh. Um, y'all, but so soon and very soon. Yeah, I, I'll be able to talk about it, but I booked something, y'all, so I'm no longer, like, non-equity. Hey! Come bop, through! Bop, 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 bop. Come like, through! We about this last week. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, it's sort of blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Um, just how everything just sort of panned out and, and how I know it's for me. Mm-hmm. Like, just the elements and everything, the way that it happened and what's happening. I know this was meant for me, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, my life changed like that. I'm no longer. I'm. I'm about to be a member of the of the union. And know? now you can't tell this nigga nothing. You can't tell and me he walking shit. around like he missed the equity. Listen, you okay, you can't tell him nothing because you know I only audition for the shit that I am passionate <laughs> mm-hmm. about. And this is how we met because I auditioned for Modern Day Black. Mm-hmm. That was literally the first thing in the city that I've been here for almost two years. Oh at that wow! And that was literally uh-huh. the first thing I was like, oh, I, I, I read the description. I was like, oh, I like this. Like I can get with this. Like none of my family knew I was gay. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. To be a part of modern day black game, especially I remember. back home from my small city, like uh-huh. nobody knew I was gay. So when I'm doing a gay web series, it was like everybody was talking about it. Like, oh, he, you see him kissing a dude on YouTube, and like it was a, it was. Crazy. I remember that time. Yes, what? Uh-huh. Like you know, and I, I was the trade then. Like, yes, come on. I was really the trade then. Like, I mean, I still am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Like, I mean, uh, oops. 
<laughs> that response, ooh, <laughs> because you're just trying to play me. <laughs> okay, Trey. Um, no, because I mean, I get you know, like you know how I am. But I mean, that's my real life, though. Like, but I didn't come out until I was 25. Uh, I I didn't come out until I was 25, and I moved to New York when I was 25. So I came out like maybe a couple of months before I moved to New York City. Mm. Um, and when I came out, it wasn't the plans like, oh, I'm about to move to New York City to sure. let me come out. I didn't even know I was moving. I literally moved within two weeks. Like I said, oh, I want to move to New York. Sold all my shit and I was gone within two weeks. And mm. I didn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I told people like the day before I was leaving because I didn't want them to talk me out of it. Mm. Um, so when wow. I moved to New York City, I was here just trying to get adjusted. I had started Broadway Black and trying to figure out what the city was and trying to discover myself. And I ended up like a couple of years later, maybe two years after that, really about a year and a half. Because um, I moved here at the end of 2012 in November. And so 2014 was when we did Modern Day Black Game mm -hmm. in the summertime. So it was like right before my two-year mark. But Come on through. I only audition for things I've for things that I'm very, very passionate about, that I can see myself in the story, that I relate to the story story in some way, that I actually want to tell the story. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, and I was just at a tap class this week too. Um, because I'm getting back into You was tapping? Yes, yeah, so I went to tap Come on, week. nigga. And there was an audition for Mamma Mia. <laughs> we love when niggas tap. Come through. <laughs> there was an audition for Mamma Mia in the same at Pearl Studios. And, um, or this was Ripley Greer. There was an audition for Mamma Mia and there were like, there was one black kid there and it was like all these other, you know, white people there. And they were auditioning for the show and they were in the middle of the dance call and like they were taking a break. They were like out of breath and stuff. And so one of the white men was telling like the younger kids what the audition was. He mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, uh, we're, all, we're all auditioning for Mamma Mia. It's a really great, it's a fun show. And I'm thinking like, no, it is not. <laughs> like, what is fun about that? Like, I just would never be like, I'm not about to be here sweating for to, for white acceptance, mm -hmm. I'm just not about to do it. Like, I, no, ma'am. I have to. I have to have fun. Like, you might think that's fun, but I no longer think that that's. You're fun. wasting like, my I'm, time and you're wasting my right, life. I've mm. done. Oh, okay. That. You're like this is a waste mm -hmm. of my time. That's what I was thinking. Like, mm -hmm. but why are y'all black people in here trying to be you know accepted and get these roles that weren't written for you, that weren't that weren't mm -hmm. made for you? Um, so that's just I just have never been able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt like as an artist, I was never going to get. Um, it just felt like that wasn't going to be in my reach because I auditioned for Ain't No Mo. Mm. We had Jordan here after mm -hmm. I didn't tell him that I auditioned for the show. Um, but I knew that since I was a non-equity that they saw me but they weren't really seeing me. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that they, did, they didn't know Peaches. I knew Peaches. Mm -hmm. And I came in as Peaches and I was Peaches and, and I knew that character. And even though I gave all I had and I gave everything that I knew that, that the character needed... I knew that they didn't see me. I could mm. look in their eyes and tell I'm a people person. I connect with people. I connect with energies. And I knew that they did not see me. Um, and so I was proud of myself for getting out and doing it mm -hmm. and getting to the audition because I would have talked myself out of it way before then. And I had to jump through some hoops to do that audition. Mm. I had to have a wig. I had to you know, I take remember. a break from my job for a second. I could take a lunch break and like go to the audition and come back like... It was that sort of mode. I didn't. I haven't had that gusto. You know, I'm not in my 20s no more. I'm not young like that. Like where I can just get up and go and only mm -hmm. have three hours of sleep and be at the Equity Building at 5 a.m. You ain't no spring chicken. Yeah, I'm not. I just. I'm just not that. I'm just not that nigga. Like, you know, what I'm saying I, I've done. I've done all of that before, uh -huh. but just not in the audition realm. I was getting up and going to events and and being in the circles that I thought were necessary to build Broadway Black, not sure. to build my personal career. Right. Um. And so now when I'm thinking more about myself and treating myself like an mm -hmm. artist. Um, I just thought that that was not going to be in my grasp. I thought I was going to have to do a tour. I thought I was going to have to go off 
away from the city in order to mm. get my equity card in order to come back mm. and and be able to audition for the projects that I that I love and actually be seen. I want to be able to be seen. Somebody see me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for this just to happen in the way that it has, and I'll talk about it more once I'm able to. Because um, God said, blessed. I got you, my nigga. He... Listen, he mm-hmm. took all the way care. Came through. He said, cast your cares on me. Come well, on through. And, I did, and he and he took care of me. So yeah, y'all, I'm I'm no longer non equity and I, I am. And now you can't tell this bitch nothing. You you better believe it. Not a single thing. You better believe it. And bet, you better not even try. Oh. You got on my nerves. Just cast me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking to you, Danye. Oh. Just cast me. <laughs> you already know. Well. Equity. Well, right. they say you have not because you asked okay. not. Okay, come well, on now. Me and Amber being here every week talking about some, Danye, where's our reading? Where's our characters? <laughs> like, we, we're ready. Mm. But see, I was not equity before, so I had, well. to, you know, I had to backpedal a little bit. You gotta you know, know when. You know, you gotta know when. Mm-hmm. When is your time? Yes, so as soon yes. as I sign on that dotted line, Danye, hey, you hey. know, I'm, I'm a, a Hassan. Come hey. through, Hassan. <laughs> like, I, you know, I could be, you know, like I'm in there. Could like, you the trade. I, listen. Come through. You know I know that part. Come through, Juice and Berries. Okay? So just send me the script so I can start preparing. Come on. Like, you know, it's about to be produced somewhere. So yes. I just need to, I, I'm, 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 I'm Hassan. Come on. Like, Shoes. I'm, well, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. You know, I was about to say something shady as fuck. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, take so this my nigga. life changed this week. So, and I, I am, I am beyond. Um, I can't even believe it. So I've already called my parents. And I know that's right. And stuff like y'all get ready. Get ready because it's going get down. Time. Like I'm not gonna ask y'all for for nothing else. But between this. And my Broadway debut, y'all gotta be here for either one of those. Like everything else in between, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know it's up in the air. But like this, this you come have through. To be here. This is a life changing. It's a life changing moment for me. Amen. Um, and, That's and the, beautiful. The, the work is good. Yeah. Um, and the people that I'm working with is is gonna be it's, black it as is fuck. It is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was mean, meant for me. Um, and so I'm really excited to be a part of it. I can't I, wait. I just can't I can't wait to do I the work. I can't wait either. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. So that was my week. So what about you? I'm through. My week was super um, chill and super. Because you've been in rehearsal. Bam, all bam, week. bam. Yeah, I was in rehearsal all week um, for my play, The North Star. I had a reading at the Signatures through Juilliard. Um, Malika, who's uh, um, uh, directing, um, she she directed. Uh, this is the third <laughs> reading. And she directed uh, two of the readings before. One was at MTC, another one was at Vassar. And so yeah. this was the third one. Um, and she's amazing. I'm still amazing. To the, the Vassar reading. Okay. <laughs> Everybody got their own opinion. Don't be caring about my opinion, but like he, it just going one in out of the hour, uh, one ear, one in one ear and out the other. But I like the Vassar reading mm-hmm. just because, just the elements were just. I don't know, just right for me. Just for me in general, in the way that I receive the story. And I respect um, that and I honor that. Yeah. Seriously. Um, but yeah, and so we had <laughs> As we continue. <laughs> I can't so we had this week as signature the reading. Um and since it's since it's through Juilliard, it's uh, you can call it like my, my my thesis play there. So the entire cast was a symbol of Juilliard actors. Um as if it's a cast of seven, uh, four are um in their final year in Juilliard's program and three of the actors were alum. Um, and it was just really nice uh, to be there this week. I actually woke up this morning a little sad, like it was uh, going to be over, because it was just such an amazing time, just so black, so fun. Um, 
And so we had uh, like all of the uh, music in terms of uh, pre-show um, and intermission was just like black ass nigga shit. Um, and so it was super amazing because afterward, um, one of like somebody came up to me, uh, a black guy, and he was like, as soon as he walked in and heard the music, he was like, oh, this this is a space for me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel welcomed, I feel invited. The music lets me know that this is not for these like white folks who come to the theater. This yeah. is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that made me feel really good. And then being able for them to see the play and also knowing that yes, all of it is for you. Mm-hmm. So that was my week. Uh, it was really nice, really beautiful. Um, and now I'm just ready for what's next with the play so okay. let's get it popping you excited yeah um yeah it's uh being able to like work on that play i'm um, like all my plays it's just uh, something about that play is my first play set um in philly um so that was really really nice and yeah being able to work on that play i just feel so connected uh to philly and just so excited to be able to tell this story um, and have these people be reflected and be honored and just working with the people who I have gotten to work with on this play thus far um, is always a blessing. So let's tell these stories, nigga. Yeah, let's tell it. Come through. I love it. Let's get it. Um, Adrienne, what you do this week? You just come back from L.A. Yeah. And we were also talking about the different energies. Talk about the different energies from L.A. and New York. Sure. Um, I think for me, particularly coming off of a summer where I was uh, immersed in the Black Theater Arts Intensive at Stella Mm -hmm. Adler. So, I mean, surrounded by Ruben, Mm -hmm. uh, Santiago Hudson, uh, Peter J. Fernandez, Sister Sonia Sanchez, like coming Mm -hmm. out from that community and then going to Los Angeles where, you know, you need a car, everything is much more spread out. Um based on where you live, based on where people are congregating, it's a real thought process of like, am I going to go? Um, and, and for me, coming from Memphis, and, and I'm all about community and, and you know, fellowship. I love right. to fellowship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Midwest um, for you. Like, us Midwest folk are, are, we got the Southern hospitality, but we yeah. got the Northern mentality to go with it. Yeah, so I was, I was all about it, but, you know, just even finding like there were people I wasn't stressed about going to Los Angeles because I was like oh you know I I went to Wesleyan in Connecticut so there's a big Wesleyan community out there um I knew people from New York who had moved out there I did this personal professional development work called Landmark Education like that community was out there so I was like I'm gonna be fine Mm -hmm. but I hit up people who I knew I went out to LA for a, a week two years ago met some people out so I hit up everybody I was like yo I'm coming I'm coming what's up (laughs) what's up yeah yeah. let them know (laughs) and then I hit them when I was there and I think for me it's just the response wasn't what what I thought it would be you know people Mm -hmm. were like okay cool and literally all the people that I thought to hit up when I was out there I didn't see any of them Mm -hmm. and I was there for almost what two and a half months and I, I saw one person who I thought I was really close to, and it was by accident. Oh, oh! And I was just like, "Wow!" You know, it just it just had me really rejigger like this notion of friendship, this notion of like how I extend myself, this notion of my time. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I had the opportunity. I went to this screening, and uh, Dominique Maruso was there, just like some really dope black artists. And I had a conversation with one lady, and she was just like, it's actually Sharice Booth, who's currently in Fabulation. Fabulation. Oh, which I saw last night. Oh, yeah. Which is so good. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Yeah, I ran into her, and I was just like, you know, I just kind of congregated to her because, you know, just 
black black gravity black. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, you black on this talk. Gravitate to blackness. Uh, yeah, I was just that's like, real. Yeah, so we were talking, and I was just like, yeah, I just got here, and you know, I was just sharing how I was like, like, yeah, where's the community? I'm I'm feeling a little lonely out here, and she was just like, it's here. It just you got to give it a minute. It takes some time. Um, and I think I wasn't prepared mentally for the amount of time and how things move in Los Angeles. And mm. I was sharing with a friend and she was just like, yeah, you know, New York, everybody's on top of each other. And so whether you want to be with people or not, you kind of like you're going to be with them. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. as artists, you know, you, you need that, though. Yeah. You want to collaborate. And so the option is there. It's like, oh, you in Harlem. Oh, I'm down the street. OK, let's let's go. let's let's do something, you right. know, whereas in Los Angeles, those same energies exist. But like you really have to put in the effort to connect connect. and also people once you find those tribes that's kind of where people move so they either you all we already all live in the same neighborhood we all kind of work together so like some of the black people that I was meeting um, particularly in the entertainment section you know they work at the Netflix, the Hulu's, the mm-hmm. Sony's, and they're in like the marketing, you know, diversity. So, but they know each other from like that work setting, yeah. you know, and that's their tribe. Whereas I'm looking for people who I'm looking to to connect with people across the board. But it's like I'm not in corporate anymore, so I can talk that talk with you, and we can have those conversations. But what but, does that do for me? That doesn't right, rule me. Right, right. And for the other people who are like artists and actors, you know, it's 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 interesting. Somebody said. If you say you're an actor in New York, people are like, oh, word? Okay, okay. And people in L.A., they're like, you say you're an actor, it's just like, oh. Because, like, everybody's an actor. actor. Your grandma, your cousin, like, everybody. And so it's not the level of... um, Prestige. Yeah, or just reverence Mm. isn't isn't there. And, And I think, too, coming from New York out of just this... You know, like being in conversations with Sonia, and they reverence the art. It's not just for entertainment. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not play play. It's right. not play play. Like mm-hmm. Ruben said in a class, he was just like, we can't afford to make random art. Mm. Right. We cannot afford it. Mm-mm. So to come from that and then to be in an environment where, and not to say that all of Los Angeles is like that, but just my experience in that 12-week period, it was just like, okay, okay. For what I need right now, I'm gonna go back to New York because I know it's there. Right, it's not the move right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I was sharing with um, a colleague of mine tonight, um, who is by coastal at the moment, and he was just saying how he loves Los Angeles. You know, like there's there's space. There's you know the weather is great and the weather is great. The I mean, great. it was 80 degrees when I was he out there. He must be working. He is working. Oh, okay, that's that's yeah. why he loves LA because he's working. <laughs> that, 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 he's booked. Yeah, yeah. That factors into it too, and and that's what I said. I, I was out there training, but I was like, I feel like if you're you're working, then. You have a reason to. It's be a different there. Yeah, you got experience. a reason. You got a structure. You got a routine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I found myself being like, oh yeah, I would love to go on a hike, but I need. I should be doing this, this you right. know, like or I need to be doing I that. I can't be on Runyon's Canyon. I can't be on Runyon's Canyon right now. Um. So th- those those are the big differences, and 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 what I love about New York is that 
whether you're working or you're not working, there's like still so much you can be doing to, yeah. to build, to create, to develop, um, and to really find and define your voice. Yeah. Amen. And I believe in that so wholeheartedly. And I think that we, this week has sort of taught me that as well, that I need to be. Are you looking at my, don't be looking at my computer. Nigga, ain't nobody looking at your shit. Um, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you guys say, nigga? Um, I'm, I was saying that I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. That's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm taking tab classes again. You know, I told you I left that audition last week. Oh, like uh-huh. I need to be in somebody's class. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for you know a new acting class to get into. Um, I've just found a voice teacher that I really want to Come on, work with. Well, listen, when you equity, you got to be prepared. You well, know, you got to be able to walk into the room with your appointment and be ready to deliver. <laughs> yes, appointment. <laughs> this nigga get on my nerve. I told y'all. Listen, you, listen, you're not gonna be able to tell me anything. anything. Uh, because all right, so I'm done for the rest of the episode. I'm gonna tell you nothing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, you know, I, but I'm really about uh, resharpening the skills and and making sure that I am up on game. Amen. Like, I need to be up on my game, not for anybody else. And I'm not taking classes to meet uh, an agent or sure. meet a you know uh, 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 a manager or meet casting directors. That I'm not doing that for that. And this I think shit that's for important. you. Yeah, this is for me. Um, because I think a lot of people get confused where they say that you know you have to I need to get a voice teacher that knows this and this people so I can get cast here here and here and it's like people do that though That's like they take Ill. acting classes because they think that at the end of the acting class they're they're going to be you know introduced to an agent or introduced to somebody that's going to do something for them to propel their career and I think that's just so inorganic and I've just never been able to operate in that space I like organic energy I don't want to be around you if I got to force myself to do stuff yeah. or be a certain way to be around you. Yeah, and I, I just, get the importance of like networking and like building, but, but it's is also, authentic. yeah, but then also at the same time, it's about like, and specific about what you're talking about, like taking these different classes and doing that. Like I do get the importance of networking, but at the same time, like at the end, at the end of the day, it's about you, yeah. right? Like you should take these classes, do these things for you, right? To like better yourself and your artistry and yeah. your instrument. Yeah, and I just I'm I'm just to a place where I I value myself in that way. Come on, I wasn't valuing valuing myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't pouring into myself, and I mm-hmm. and I think that's why I was a little lost and really couldn't decipher what mm-hmm. I wanted to do with Broadway Black and how to do that because I wasn't pouring into myself first. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, y'all know when I started when we started this podcast, I was really I was still not well mm-hmm. when we started doing this. Um, I'm just getting too well. I was just in a place where I could get out of the house to come and do this. Mm-hmm. So my mind is still has not all the way been there mm-hmm. um, or in that frame of mind to be able to pursue a career and think about it as a career. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because it's fueling me as a mm. person. Um, and so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm unlearning some things and I'm learning some new things and discovering who I am and, and discovering what, what I want to do. What do I want to put my hands on? Amen. Um, yeah, so we're just in that process, and I think that that's beautiful. Come on, growth. Yeah, growth, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and people listening to the show, y'all listening to it every week. Y'all watching Danye grow. You're watching Amber grow. You're watching me grow and the guest artists that come onto this show. I know that you guys start following them and, mm-hmm. and start listening and watching their work, and so you're watching us grow. Mm-hmm. I don't have it all together. You know, I, I say some fucked up shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I may say some wrong shit. Um, mm. I don't know if I say wrong shit. I say shit that I believe, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm usually right. <laughs> let, let me just go back. I'm usually Told y'all right. you can't tell this nigga nothing, <laughs> I'm okay? Right, but maybe my delivery isn't always the way that I would want it to be so that it can be received in the right way. <laughs> but I'm usually right. Um, and so, yeah, so we just, we learning new things. And so um, in the process of learning new things, I want you to learn some new things this week with the, I said what I said. 
I felt that it's one a coming. New play, yes. I felt that one coming. I felt that set up. Yes, it's a new play. And I want. You, I hope that you guys go back and read these plays and like really get into it. But like, why are you laughing so hard? Because when you went into, I said what I said. A dream's face was like, what the fuck just happened? Because I don't. You didn't tell her to like set up oh, on a format. So she so just looked waiting, like she waiting. looked like what the fuck just happened? So why he get so excited like that? A dream. This is a segment on the show where we do uh, a monologue from a play. Oh, okay. And we um, once I finish you have to guess who the playwright is and what play it's from. Great, okay. And so that's what this is. Sure. Um, <laughs> she looked like, what the fuck? Why did he get so excited? Because <laughs> I didn't tell her this. I'm sorry, but you know, this is what we do. So it's this time, it's that time for this segment. And um, yeah, it's my week, y'all. Okay. It's my week. And so like, just to make sure like, you know, you got to guess after he's done, we got we got to figure out who, like where's the monologue is from, all of that sort of shit. Okay. Okay, okay. perfect. Y'all ready? Okay, we ready. We listening. Actually, this is where the story will begin. It is mid-thought, I know, but it is the beginning. In the next 20 seconds, I will experience a pain in my chest so severe that I've given it a short, simple, ugly name. Edna. Forgive me. I am Undine Barnes, callous. Uh, Yes, I left my home at 13. I was a bright child. I won a competitive scholarship through a better chance. You know it already? Can I guess? No, you can't guess. You gotta wait till I'm done. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I want a competitive scholarship through a better chance program to an elite boarding school in New England. I subsequently acquired a taste for things my provincial Brooklyn upbringing could no longer provide. I went to Dartmouth College, met and mingled with people in a constructive way, built a list of friends that would prove valuable years down the line, and my family. They tragically perished in a fire. At least that's what was reported in Black Enterprise. It was a misprint, but I nevertheless embraced it as the truth. 14 years ago, I opened my my very own fierce boutique PR firm catering to the vanity and confusion of the African-American nouveau rich. Uh, Riche, I think that's what it says. And all seemed complete when I met my husband, Hervé, at a much too fabulous New Year's Eve party at a client's penthouse. 11 months later, we married. Two years later, he had a green card. Why? He permitted me to travel in circles I'd only read about in Vanity Fair. I think I know. Go ahead. What Alex, you? I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <sighs> Fabulation by Auntie Lynn Nottage. It is right. That's Come right. Through. I, well, I saw the play last night, and I just felt like that was a good monologue. Oh, Come through. Currently, did you know what to yes. no, no, I was going to say something else. What was you going to say? I, and I was actually a little upset with like, for real, nigga? I, I thought it was Six Degrees of Separation by John. Why would you Chigar. be upset? Because it's a white playwright? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know I don't fuck yeah. with that. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, maybe he, like, is starting to switch and, like, no. change what the structure is because it's a black person saying it, so we can get with it. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> no. Okay, he was, good. Like, he was real mad. Yeah, I literally <laughs> was like, wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, okay, maybe because it's a black person. Yeah. Well, and, and I also didn't read this monologue. I just saw the show last night, and I just felt like, ooh, this is a good show. Mm-hmm. to like, Especially since the show is happening right now. Right now, Signature Theater. Like, it theater. opens tomorrow, so you can go and get tickets so you can see the show. That's why I sort of wanted to talk about it. Like, Come it's on. It's a really good show. That's it's, good. It's different. It's out of the box. It is... Uh, deals with you know respectability politics and and uh, being embarrassed by your family and um, you know just like the code switching of it all. Mm-hmm. I think it was just really beautifully done. Sharice Booth is amazing in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Nakia Mathis mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I know she, she is. Tra- like she transforms so many different times on the stage. It is 
beyond She's ridiculous. Everything. So you need to she see is. the show. Fabulation by Lynn Nottage um, at Signature Theater. It's happening right now. So make sure you go hit your marks right there. Mm-hmm. Get those tickets and get it in. So that's why I did this monologue from that. And I'm glad you were able to. Cause you yeah, come through a dream. You did I that. I haven't seen it yet. But oh, you haven't seen it? Best believe I'm going to go see it. So you read the play or have you seen it before? I've How did you know? I've read the play. Oh, okay. I've listened to the audio book. And I will be seeing Sharice and Nakia. Okay. Come through. You did that. Listen, and Auntie Lynn is a beast. If you don't know her other work, Intimate Apparel, I mean, Sweat, she's just one you should know. Come yeah, through. She, yeah, Lynn Adich is, is great. You know, I wasn't really feeling Sweat and... Um, oh, yeah, you did say that. But did Intimate you, did Apparel? Like did you see it? Oh, I liked Intimate Apparel. But, okay. you know, that's a Viola Davis piece. Viola is the one that set that off right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... But did you see Sweat? Yeah, I did see Sweat. Yeah, I saw the same night. No, we didn't. I saw it before it transferred to Broadway. So when it was at the public, yeah. um, and I actually really did enjoy it. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. I Everything that, about maybe it. Maybe in the in the, the production intimate too. space, it might have been better. But I didn't like it in the Broadway house. Mm. I felt disconnected from it, and I also felt like. Um, there was just some cliches in there that didn't really, really translate well. But you know, that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of her work. I've only had the honor of reading it so oh, wow. I'm really excited well I love Come through. Knowledge. I mean I think that she writes beautifully and, and and what I was saying about Sweat is not to negate her writing mm-hmm. it was more so the production and, and the overall style and feel of the show mm-hmm. but uh, Intimate Apparel was actually Broadway Black's first event ever we oh really went wow to a, went to a reading of Intimate Apparel um, the first time that I like reached out and got press tickets for an event it was mm-hmm. at Signature it was a reading for a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. but it had uh, Tanya Pinkins it mm-hmm. had Joshua Henry Condola Rashad um, uh, a couple of other people in there I can't think of at the moment but it was just a phenomenal experience for me and actually um i introduced myself to tanya pinkins that night and and she you know i told her like I, i'm in love with oh, carolina i remember change. Story, uh-huh. yeah, I, lo- I love carolina change it's my it's my mm-hmm. favorite and she took me by the hand and she took me over to um where they were having like the after party dinner mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and um she just allowed me to sit at the table with her wow. and and i will forever you know respect her even though we did talk about her uh, ago. i respect her mm-hmm. as a person however that doesn't you know stop my tongue um, I respect her as a person I will always respect her for what she did for me at that moment was create a seat at the table for me come through um, quite literally but yeah that don't mean I can't talk about you know stuff that I feel like I want to talk about so that's that on talk that. that talk yeah you know I mean it is what it is and um, but I love her to death I mean she's she's Caroline <laughs> like she's Caroline Thibodeau <laughs> like do you guys understand what that means and also it's so funny to me because I work at MTC and they just finished their rehearsals for um, for choir boy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I I talk to Chuck Cooper every day and mm-hmm. I had to stop myself from calling him Chuck he'd be like you can call me Chuck I said Mr. Cooper I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry like I can't I can't call you Chuck uh-huh. I have to call you Mr. Cooper yeah. like what's going on Mr. Cooper he'd be like oh man like but he's so cool down to earth like it's but he was the dryer and care like mm-hmm. you are Carolina changed to me like you I can't stop thinking about like that baritone and how you delivered and how you were just amazing like it boggles my mind. Like my little senior high school year old self is blown like, away. Blown the fuck away. Eyes like, these all are wide. Real people like uh, like these are <laughs> these are real people. I yes, can't. You don't like, let these people be them. <laughs> I know. I do be letting them, but still, like there's there are moments where I have those like, oh my god. You just geek like, out. I used to sit in my used to sit in my room and like put on my headphones and be mad at my parents mm-hmm. or something and like go into the the. Carolina change like that's what you know I would do that like I would be in my car you know when I first got a car like junior senior year uh-huh. of high school 
I'm I'm playing uh you know the radio from Carolina Chains you know uh 16 feet under sea level like I'm playing that song I'm playing musicals uh-huh and then now Marva Hicks is is somebody that I know and she knows my name or like you know Ramona Keller come through is like people that I it's just it boggles my mind and I will never get over those yes God um, however I still will hold people accountable mm-hmm. as um, you should I will say that. And I hold myself Bloop. accountable. Hold me accountable. Like, and that's another thing too, because I know people be talking about me behind my back. Mm. But I'm I'm waiting for y'all to write a letter. Like, send it to me. This nigga. Like, say because I keep getting it. Like, I uh-huh. keep getting all these different things of things. People like, oh, I heard you say this on the podcast. I heard you say that. Like or, people say this to you. They will say it to me, or they say, oh, somebody told me, or uh, oh, I can't believe. Well, what do you have about Ham? What do you? What do you? What's your uh, gripe with Hamilton? Or what is? You uh, know, people start talking about. It. Like, even somebody just text me today and said that they are at Hamilton Chicago and I was right oh wow like I know I'm right <laughs> I know Nigga. I don't be I don't be talking about what I don't know like I talk about the shit that I know what the fuck I'm talking literally, about literally the like, way this curl is on the top of your head and when you just said I know I'm right and how it just flung <laughs> I said this nigga <laughs> listen all everything is working for the good of those that love the Lord and you see it right here in front of me <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the Bible. Okay. oh my goodness but oh light skinned people I know, I know what people. the fuck I'll be talking about and so I you know if y'all have an issue with something that I say or if you feel like you know you want to write a subliminal step or a tweet or whatever you can you can at me I am more than available to mm-hmm. talk about it and you know I would love to at me you know what I'm saying don't be um, don't be fake uh, we should do a new segment called Drew's Clapbacks so okay. when people got the clapbacks for you okay and you gonna what, how the uh, intro gonna go cause you gonna do it clapback <laughs> it's so nice and gentle <laughs> clapback okay that's cute I can get with it <laughs> I can get with it. Okay, so you gonna find the clap stuff I can clap back to? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Sending y'all clapbacks. Sending the clapbacks. Okay, y'all. I just oh. said that because it make it easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't gotta look for nothing. They just sending the clapbacks for Drew. Ooh, I can't. Believe and I want to hear how you navigate that. What? The cla- the like the people clapbacks to you. I, I'm ready for it. That, that's what I'm waiting for. Oh, listen, you know I stay on ready. So, okay. But I'm gonna. St- you know, try to stay on ready and ready and lead with love. Like I was gonna say, because in this space and fun. in this time of healing <laughs> and wellness, yeah, you know the energy you put out. You know, you got to be mindful of that too, because right. it's gonna come back. See a dream, see a dream is a dream. She is because she's you know she's one of the people that sort of started me on this new health journey because she we had the meeting and she was like. We gonna get you a juice. Yes. We gonna get you a green juice. None of this coffee. Right. She's like, no, we. I don't do coffees. And that's why you see her skin is so beautiful and like vibrant. Come on now. She said, we gonna get you a juice, and she paid for the juice and everything because you know juices is expensive. Yes, they are. And so I said, okay. oh, okay. I said, we. I guess we getting juices. You know, and this is when I was drinking and smoking heavily. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess we getting a juice. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I was drinking and smoking heavily. Yeah, like that was like, is, is there vodka in this? Juice? You know what? Is there some weed up in this? Right. Is that why it's green? Right. Hello, somebody, please help me. Tell me what's going on. Um, but see, you're definitely right. Like the energy that you put out is the same thing she received. So I'm working on it because I just had, like, just now, I just had a, a, a reverb, like, I reverted back for a second. But I, I'm changing. <laughs> but I. I want you to know that I still I'm 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 still on ready right now, <laughs> but I'm working on not being so much on ready. Ready, yeah. Uh-huh. But you can still get it. It's a journey. It's a journey. I can. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna get right into the hot topics. We don't have Amber here, so we ain't gonna you know be singing and all that. Uh, can we just put her voice in there from last time? 
like right here. Hot topics. Yeah, so we ready for the hot topics right now. <laughs> Thank you, Amber. <laughs> um, so on. so much has happened this week. Really? Woo, child. Yeah. What happened? Um, so we're gonna talk about Kanye at the sh- opening oh. for share, share the opening for the share show. Mm-hmm. And um, so if you haven't heard, Kanye went to the opening night of the share show. And uh, that stars, you know, Stephanie J. Block, who, who we had talked that, about, who we talked about, mm-hmm. who had that shit to say about Issa Rae, mm. um, called her a girl, called her a girl, and like, you know, was very disrespectful with it. And you know, you have to go back to the episode, but we talked about that. Kanye West was at the show, but he was on his phone, like. Was it the whole time? I don't know if it was the whole time. I think that he might have just been, like looked at his phone or something happened, but it was noticeable to, um, it was noticeable to. Uh, the, the actors on stage. So the guy that plays Sonny Bono um, in the show tweeted out during intermission. Uh-oh. And <laughs> he said, hey, Kanye West. His name is Jared Spector. So Jared Spector said, hey, Kanye West, so cool that you're here at the Share Show. If you look up from your cell phone, you'll see we're doing a show up here. It's opening night. Kind of a big deal for us. Thanks so much. Oop. Very passive aggressive. Uh-huh. Um, I just feel like Kanye is low-hanging fruit. Like, Wait, what did that mean? That he's an easy, easy target. target. Oh, he's an easy target. okay. I've never um, heard that. And so, like, it's easy to grasp. Uh-huh. Like, he could not wait. Like, it's intermission. It's seventh. Like, literally, intermission is just here. And he's like, oh, I'm getting this tweet out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people from the theater community are saying that, you know, it was rightfully done. Like, um, you know, he was on his phone. I could see you on your phone or what have you. Um, and I don't know. I just don't know how to feel about that. Like... I really didn't give it two thoughts. Like I saw like articles and stuff on it, and I skimmed on. Yeah, I and I understand that thought. you know Patty Lapone has done it, and people have done it. Like you know, snatch people's phone under their hands during shows, and and um, it is crazy opening night though. It, yeah, like, it is crazy. Like, opening night, you and your well, phone, you know, nigga. I, well, you know, I am all. I, I'm, I mm-hmm. probably would have went off on them too. Like, but I feel as though it's it's a. Um, like I said, Kanye's low hanging fruit. It's mm-hmm. easy to target to to get him and like mm-hmm. and so it just sort of bothered me in a way it's like, oh, you were ready to pounce on mm-hmm. this dude for being on his phone. Like you couldn't wait to get that tweet out or whatever. Like I just it just felt like you know, Kanye don't go to the theater. Period. And like this we should be celebrating this. Like, oh, oh ah, <laughs> celebrate this nigga at the well, theater. And from what I know from Cher Show I'm I'm surprised more people weren't on their phone. Like, oh. Well, don't, like don't, don't ooh like y'all like come ooh. on like are you going to see it? No, well I'm well no because I don't think any black people are in that. I don't know. Don't give don't me a line. I don't think any black people in share show, so I don't I don't really like share like that to be going mm-hmm. to see her show. Um, and I'm not saying that nobody should go see it. Like go see it if you mm-hmm. if you enjoy share if you enjoy shares music. You know, all I know is do you believe in love after, after love? love? Like after is that love? that's the only song that I know. And like she was 50 by the time she did that. Um, and so I'm not really a share. I'm just I'm, I'm kidding at how you just went to share real quick. Your interpretation of share I'm equity. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say to this trifling ass nigga. <laughs> you see how it just come out? You know when your equity just come out. <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, Continue. But no, I mean, from what I know of the show and, and you know the the things that have been going around in the um, in the theater world, they didn't really even have a book 
up until a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Like they didn't have a, that's deep. <laughs> there was no script for that's so deep. How you put together a story in a couple of weeks and expect people to be engaged when you haven't really you know tested it out on a real audience or you know it's just it's when did like preview start? If, if this was over a month ago. So, oh, preview, wow. so they've been in previews for like a month because they didn't have a, a script. Wow. So they had a longer preview section, I do believe, because they needed to rework the script into the music or what have you, whatever. That's like, interesting. I don't know the ins and outs of their story, mm-hmm. but I, I know what I've, you know. What you've heard. I know um, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that being said, like, I get it. I would have went in on Kanye too. But like, the this passive aggressive. Sure you know, mm-hmm. way of doing it. Like, hey, Kanye, we're up here doing a show. You know, put your phone down. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, it bothers me. I don't know why. Like, it just, it just does. And I'm just going to be honest about it. I, and I feel like that actually no real... gave the show some, like, attention. Some, exactly. Yeah. Like, nobody was paying attention. Nobody knew your opening night was the other night. A nice amount of attention. Now everybody know because Kanye was there and he was on his phone. Like, mm-hmm. nobody even knew about your show. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. And so that's another thing, too. Like, it, oh, this is going to be good. My name's going to be in all the press. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's going to know it's our opening night because I went off on Kanye sure. about, like, that's what it felt like. Like a publicity. A publicity yeah. stunt. Yeah. Not like a, oh, respect the theater. And even sure. if it was a respect the theater, it felt like I'm going to school these, you know, this black man on. Um, and not even saying because he's black. Sure. But, like, this, this had this undertone to yeah, it. Yeah, just the it well. I just was not feeling. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't, I didn't, I wasn't with it. And I could be totally wrong. Some people don't feel that way. So, you know, some people are saying it's not a black and white thing. It's a respect the theater. And, like, nobody should be on their phone. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But, but that are. happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um, you know, it ain't like somebody, he took a phone call. Like, he's on the phone. You know what I'm saying? You probably saw the light of the phone or whatever. Like, yeah. I get that. But, like, you, you're supposed to be doing a show. How are you? How are you? How do you clocking. know it's how you clocking Kanye mm-hmm. when you supposed to be in the scene? Because it's, scene it's dark in the house. So it's how dark. you even know who it is? How do you know who it is? Mm-hmm. And even if you did know who it was, like what what would make you think that during your intermission you wanted to spend time to craft a tweet instead of getting ready for your act two? If you Sonny Bono, don't you got shit to do? <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> you got the tweet. You got, but that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like it just felt icky mm-hmm. for me like the undertone of it maybe um, pot call the kettle black you're in the theater respect the theater but are you respecting the work in the theater that you're supposed to be doing right but even though you know people have their phones at their dressing rooms and you know yeah. that's that's something people do you know and, and not knocking them for doing that but it's just like the way it came about the timing of it nobody's talking about your show it felt like a publicity stunt i don't even know who jared Spector was um now until you do this happened mm-hmm. now we do um and so yeah like it just it just felt Nasty, Weird. trifling. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and if I, but if I was in a theater sitting behind Kanye, I would have popped him with my fan. I know you would have. You know I would have popped him with that, that fan. fan. Like, if you don't put this phone away, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so some people said, uh, you know, there was mixed, mixed, like mixed thoughts comments, and comments about on it. it. Yeah. So what do y'all think about it? I'm just rambling on. What you think about it, Diane? Um, I, I like I said, I really don't have like too many thoughts on. It. I didn't know what went down. I didn't even know that was opening until you just said that. And I, I really do think now because of it. Um, the show, and I don't know how long it's going to last, uh, has some sort of like attention now um, because of what went down. Um, and then also, I was like literally, and I was like, I, I, I don't want to be this person. I was like, maybe a nigga just like was checking the time real quick, mm-hmm. like just wanting to see like his light might have went off and like he was just like looking at it anything real quick. Like, like right. anything could have, it, it made me think of, because now it made me think of what's uh, old girl who playing Cher? 
uh, Stephanie J. Block. And how literally with Issa Rae, right. literally, oh, like, not she even... just dropped her phone real right. quick. Then the girl playing Cher had to go on Twitter to school Issa. And tell her. Over, like, something hey, so girl. small, just her right. phone but dropping and picking it up. So it very well could have been the same thing of something small and little happening. Where, like, he literally. up. Exactly. Yep. And so uh, Kanye even replied to his tweet that same night after the show was mm-hmm. over, 10, 15 p.m., said the dynamics of Cher and Sonny's relationship made Kim and I grab each other's hand and sing I Got You Babe this has nothing to do with the comment I don't know why he's saying this but then he said please pardon my lack of etiquette we have so much appreciation for the energy you guys put into making this masterpiece mm. well there you go masterpiece is two words in this tweet but um <laughs> <laughs> well there you go um yeah I mean but I feel like he didn't write this I feel like somebody else crafted this tweet I can't believe it. um but that was his reply to it and then some people you know understood where Jared was coming from and I've seen several people you know agree with him and saying like Kanye mm, should have been course. on his phone or whatever um, and then somebody, some people are saying I'm no Kanye fan but isn't it the actor's job to get the audience invested and not the other way around if his well, phone is more interesting than your show then dot 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 Lord um, somebody else said I, I want Kanye's attention too you have to work for it uh, Kanye you can sit <laughs> niggas are so funny <laughs> he said Kanye you can sit front row at my show get your phone out and put your headphones on for all I care <laughs> like, um, so yeah so that was a, a, a thing this week and that was like a lot of talk about you know theater etiquette but then also I see so many um, so many people try to school black people on what is proper theater etiquette mm-hmm. like even with the all lady the time. that you know knocked my hat off my head a great comment oh yeah <sighs> Even the lady that tried to police uh, Dominique Mauricio's clapping mm-hmm. and audience engagement, um, you know, that made her write the whole article about that. Um, so, but I see that so many different times where white people try to to uh, police us, police mm-hmm. our bodies, and tell us what's proper etiquette and what's not. Like, you know, proper etiquette to some people is that you need to dress up for the theater, and if you don't dress up, then you you know are disrespecting the culture or what have you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's all these things where white people try to make it seem as though we're not welcomed in the space. And mm-hmm. that's a lot right. of spaces. A lot of spaces. Not just right. theater spaces. Well, yeah, point blank, period. Yeah. Exactly. There are all these rules and regulations mm-hmm. and things you have to abide by in order to be feel like the space is open to you or available to you or even meant for you to be there. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't do those things, then you get shunned, which is why a lot of black people do not go to the theater because they don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. they don't feel welcomed, and they don't feel like they are respected in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unfortunate. And that's the culture we're trying to change. And mm-hmm. I feel like this um, is just one of those one of those because always like those little small things and all the small things the add micro, up to like yeah. the larger things mm-hmm. um and i know everybody don't see it like that Not especially people that are you know that love to work in the theater that are actors or um you know that that are a lot of times that work consistently around white people mm-hmm. i don't live in that space i don't consistently have to deal with um whiteness so constantly yeah where that it becomes a part of my own culture that it becomes mm-hmm. a part of my regular day to day and I know that that can affect us in a way that mm. um, skews our view and how we might think that it's acceptable to treat black people a certain way mm-hmm. because they don't understand the mm-hmm. culture because we're a part of it and we're here yeah. and we've been doing this and they just don't understand but you 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 barely hear boo boo like you barely are accepted here. Like you're only accepted because you've conformed to a way um, that that white people have set the standard in a way. Like like I said, this industry has not been built for us. So you're only here because you've conformed to be a certain way and and be a part of mm-hmm. this 
thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But that's this is how I felt about it. And, you know, so if y'all feel a certain way about it, I, I really wish y'all would you know, email us and tell us what your opinion is about it. I really would love to hear from you off book at broadwayblack.com. Email us and tell us what your opinion about this situation is and, and any other hot topics that we have. We would love to hear from you and, like, bounce back and, and go back and talk about these things because I'm not right. And, we know, we don't always have the the right thing to say and maybe mm-hmm. you can say it more eloquently so um, email us at offbook at broadwayblack.com and we're gonna move right along to the next hot topic come on equity um, hot topic yes oh so you listen to the show no that was a hot pocket remix oh well that's how she do <laughs> that's oh. how she do the hot topic yeah <laughs> oh. that, I mean it is a, a hot pocket the spirits are aligned <laughs> yes come on um, just a, a couple of couple of things um, Sammy Davis Jr.'s birthday was yesterday oh happy belated um, I love Sammy Davis Jr. He's amazing. How old would he have been? Ooh, do it say up in there? Um, I don't know. Or don't get you a lion. Yeah, don't get me the lion. Like, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> he was born in 1925. Uh, so he would have been up there. Yeah, he was. He was. He was in there. <laughs> he was in there. He was in there. <laughs> he was in there. Yeah, yeah. He was in that age thing. Um, but you know, he's he was part of uh the Broadway history. You know, Golden Boy the musical, Mr. Wonderful, um. And, you know, he did Las Vegas. He was a headliner film star, member of the Rat Pack. And so we love uh, Sammy Davis Jr. So his birthday was yesterday, just honoring him. Uh, tonight's Slave Play opens. Oh, it does. Um, yeah, at the Jeremy New York Theater O'Hara's Workshop. Play. Yeah, Jeremy mm-hmm. O'Hara's play. And, and Directed by Robert O'Hara. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited. And it's, you know, got uh, Tiana Paris in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just some really great actors and actresses in it. So I'm really excited to see it. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, we haven't. We, we haven't. We, <laughs> we haven't. We got to say that. We have not talked about it because we haven't seen it yet. But we plan to see it in the next week or two. So maybe not this coming week, but yeah. the following week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so yes, we and it, have... it got extended. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did oh yeah, it did get extended. Yeah, it got extended yes. for two more weeks. So oh, now it closes awesome. like the thirteenth of January. January. Yeah, yeah. Um, so congratulations, y'all. Come on through. Um, so yeah, it opens tonight. It began performances on November nineteenth, and it will be extended to through January thirteenth. Um, Come through. So get your tickets. Get your tickets now. And you know there are ways. You know I think Jeremy, if you follow Jeremy on uh, Instagram, he shows you ways that you can get tickets for really cheap and mm-hmm. um, how you can like beat the system. You talk because, about scamming the system. Yes. Well, you're right. Scam them. Right. Scam them because, you know, I mean, white theater patrons literally pay for tickets all the time and they don't use them. So yeah. They give them away. They literally like forget. Half an hour. Yeah, they forget about them. They give them away about a half an hour before the, sh- the curtain time and you can buy them for like $20. That privilege. Always seats. Having that money. How mm-hmm. you like spend this money on these tickets and you literally forget. Forget. And don't care. Well, and, and I work at MTC, so like when we had that snowstorm that day, uh-huh. uh, people had tickets to the nap or to whatever mm-hmm. show was like happening or whatever. At that time, they were like, yeah, just give my tickets to someone that can use them. I'm not coming out in the snow. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, I want to reschedule the tickets for another day because I paid for them. I was like, oh, yeah, you can give them to someone. We'll get more if we want to, you know, like. Well, okay. But these shits be expensive. Yes, they do. And so I just be, it just pisses you off sometimes. But, you know, you got to go with the flow. Like, I can't. Congrats to um, you, Jeremy. Yeah. For those and happy who opening. are going, yes. So you, and you've seen the show. I have seen it. What what you say? What you think? Like what can you briefly say something? Because we haven't seen it, so don't ruin it for us. Yeah, no, of course not. Um, I would just say. Uh, She's formulating the words. Yourself, have have go with a good group of people. Go with some people that you can like process afterwards with. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, there will be. Um, 
trained facilitators in the lobby mm. if you would like to have a conversation with a professional. And um, oh, really? Yes. I've heard that. I did hear that. And uh, is that deep? Well, I'm gonna need some some uh, psychological care. I think it's 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 very it's multi layered. It's multi layered. Uh, and so it's it's a lot of things happening at one time, and I think anything in general that deals with the context of slavery mm-hmm. uh, as a people who you know two minutes ago were just in it um, and haven't I don't believe have had the full breath and space to process that trauma and fully heal because we're still going through trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in general. Anything that touches on that, you just need a moment. Yeah. And so even uh, I would the, the 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 play is definitely not no twelve years a slave, but you know it's dealing with that context, and so you just just be ready to be in good company mm-hmm. so that you can take care of yourself. Mm, okay. It's definitely a conversation piece, so you will be talking about it afterwards, whether you love it, whether you hate it. I mean, that's your own personal preference, but it will have you thinking for sure. Mm, I keep okay. trying to tell this nigga to come with me, and he like, no. I I didn't say no. I said I, I mean I mean I'm coming, but you know I got a little situation mm-hmm. happening on the nineteenth that mm-hmm. I need to like, you know, figure it out. But okay, we, we we gonna figure it out. Come um, on, I'm gonna come with you. Shit. Um, <laughs> and now you know why. Yes. Okay. I, okay. I'm I'm listening. Lord, I'm scared, y'all. I'm a little scared. <laughs> don't, don't be scared. Because y'all know I'm sensitive. He said, I'm scared. <laughs> y'all know I'm sensitive, and you know I like, I feel very deeply, mm-hmm. um, and I express it just the same. I told so you. So we're going to feel together when we see it together. Yeah, but Danye. But see, I'll be, be like going in and processing, and, and, and Danye just be like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. And he don't be saying nothing. I'd be thinking like, nigga. <laughs> I'd be like out, like, I'd be screaming and shouting and like, oh my gosh, I can't fucking believe this happening. Blah, 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 blah. And like this. And he'd be like, mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I hear you. And I'm just trying to like, I, I know I know how, what you're going to give me. Like, as the, what, what, are you talking about when we watch the show together? Or are you yes. talking about like afterward talking about it? Period. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because you know how I am. I'm just going to process, right? Receive then, it, and, and then I also be, I want to create space to be open so people can share whatever they have to share. Listening is really important to me. Yes, it is. Listening is really do. important. You, to all me. you do is be listening and don't be saying shit. <laughs> That's what be making me mad. <laughs> Say something. Because <laughs> like I've been in, um, oh yeah, because uh, I've been in predicaments and um, experiences where, like, after I'm like. That was a moment when I should have just listened. What the fuck is this? See, this nigga ain't even listening. <laughs> I be giving him nothing but listening, and this nigga ain't even listening. Yes, but did you see what I? But you realize what just happened here? Yeah. Okay. Well, say what you're saying, and I'm gonna come back to this. Oh, okay. you gonna listen? Yes, I'm listening. Okay. Sorry. I've been in situations and uh, 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 moments when I was like, oh, that that was when I should have been listening and like not talking. So like I just like always just open myself up to listen and then sometimes I can tell moments when it seems like somebody like will want me to say something but then I'm like oh no they still want to go mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm open to that yes and you do that all the time and I'm not one of those people I'll be wanting you to talk and you'll be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm, I hear you and that's okay well what you got to say then that's what I'll be feeling like but like Aww. I know that I talk a lot but like still 
Is what I said, you want me to say something? Yes. Okay, so when we watch the show, I'm going to say stuff. Okay. Well, not no. Watching not the show, watching no. It, right. But afterward, if me, I'm see, in a space a, to say that's something. That's why I be liking to uh, see shows with Brandon, because me and Brandon be talking and laughing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, y'all like, be going off. No, we don't be going off, but we be, yep. you know, in the pocket. There's variations of going off. Oh, okay. Nigga? Well, I mean... Nigga, what you looking at? Um, so <laughs> Brandon just handed me this, uh, whatever this is. I don't know what this is—an email or something that happened. Um, it's a, it, and it's definitely interesting. So the it's title a, is uh, "Interesting Article from Our Playwright." Um, so I guess it's a New York Theater Workshop. Um, it's newsletter. a precursor to. I a would recommend. I would recommend reading that before seeing the play. Oh wow! Because this was a piece that Jeremy wrote for Vice. Vice, correct. I, oh, so I, we, it was some time ago. I don't know if it was a few months ago or like a year and a half ago, but he wrote that some time ago. Wow! So it says decolonizing my desire, how I came to grips with my attraction to white men. I can't relate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, last part was me. I know. Okay. <laughs> I cannot relate, but this is what the article is. And so um, you can find it on Vice. It's called Decolonizing My Desire. Go and read it. I haven't read it yet, so I, I don't want to read it out loud because I will process and start thinking about it out loud, and I don't think I'm ready for that. I don't think y'all ready for that. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> send that to me because <laughs> um, that – oh, wow, that's a real thing. People have to come to grips with their desires and attractions to white men or white people in general. And whiteness. And, and like, what never, does that mean? What does that look like? I just can't do pink meat. <laughs> so I just, that just ain't never been my ministry. Well, maybe it's not your ministry, but when you think about, have have you ever wanted to be with someone white? Have you no. ever wanted to be white? I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, too, that... Um, that is is uh, also a writer and and uh, coming out of an interracial relationship, mm-hmm. and I just I've never wanted to lay down and and have pillow talk with somebody that could not see the wholeness of me. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any desire to share myself with if I have to explain to you what it means to be black in this society. If I have to justify who I am as a person um, because you may not understand or your family may not understand. Like, that's why I'm so glad Michelle Williams is done with this this Chad man. Like, well, uh, Brandon was just talking about that. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I as much as I like people, I like people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't discriminate against people. I have to, but I have to control my environment. Mm-hmm. I have to control what comes into my circle and my life and my energy. And white people are harmful point blank period mm. so why would I if I have to deal with you in a workspace or if I have to deal with you in, in just in life in general why would I want to lay down with you I and and that may sound it, mm-hmm. it may not come across as what I mean but I can't have you I can't sleep at night sleeping next to the enemy like I, I'm well, serious well, I know <laughs> I, I go off the enemy because uh-huh. I am not safe mm. I don't feel safe mm-hmm. No matter, you know what I'm saying? I got white friends. I got, I, I, I mm-hmm. it's not that, but I cultivated a black space for a reason because I dealt with it long enough. I went to white schools growing up for mm-hmm. the most part, you know, until I got to high school. I, you know, I went to all black high school, but then I went to Ball State University. I'm from Indy fucking Anna, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm from Indiana where the cornfields lay. Like, we, I know white people. I grew mm-hmm. up around white people. I worked with white people for 25 years. Mm-hmm. When I moved to New York, I wanted to be done. I thought I was moving to a black space to do theater, to find black people, to be in black theater spaces. I thought I was going to be, you know, at the National Black Theater every day, which is why I call mm-hmm. that my home theater. Like, I, I I, just can't imagine doing that in my love life, what mm-hmm. I have to do in a workspace. 
I don't want to be working when I come home. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have time to teach you, you know, and and justify the humanity of blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um I will say I am um I'm a I'm a firm believer in like of what I I will hope a lot of people are like cultivating those safe spaces. Um, where you feel feel seen, where you feel seen in like your fullness and in your um, wholeness, um, because like of course we exist in a world. When I say we talk about people that exist within like marginalized identities, mm-hmm. exist in a space where you don't always see yourself, and mm-hmm. um, you can feel and be harmed at like the drop of a dime. So I do get the importance of being able to cultivate spaces where you feel seen, where you know you're protected, where you uh, do know that you are safe. Um, and like I'm a firm believer um, in that, and I'm also really interested, and in, because uh, thinking of like what made this conversation uh, come to be is slave play. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really interested and really fascinated um, in seeing this piece because um, I've heard um, a multitude of different things about it from a multitude of different people. So I am really interested and in, uh, seeing how Jeremy kind of, um, in his way, um, unpacks desire. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm not mistaken from what I've heard, the piece being about interracial relationships mm-hmm. and like what that means, what that looks like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, how one navigates through that, particularly for me being 100, 100% transparent, what um, a black person, um, how a black person navigates through that. Mm. Um, and like, what does that look like um, for us? What does that look like for them? Yeah. Um, and, it's, and, and now I'm just uh, really interested um, and even a little nervous uh, of seeing it, in particular when you said there like, are individuals afterward for you to talk to. Sure. Um, because of course, like all theater exists in a space where like it makes you think and conversations happen. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really interesting. And I think um, that's the, the mission of, of doing work, mm-hmm. you know, in that mm-hmm. way to get people to talk. And like you were talking sure. about a dream to get people to talking it. And everybody's not going to agree. So like I keep having mm-hmm. to reiterate what I say is not the end all be all. I'm mm-hmm. not speaking for all black people. I'm speaking for Drew Shade. Mm-hmm. I am Drew Shade. I'm not speaking for Broadway mm-hmm. black. I'm speaking for Drew Shade mm-hmm. and what it is I believe and what it is that I feel. And my mind can definitely change. Mm-hmm. That's what the theater is about. It's about cultivating new ideas, mm-hmm. new minds, you know, experiencing and, and transforming your world into something new every single time you sit into a seat. And that's what I want to do. I want to transform my life into something new. I should not walk into the theater the same way that I came. I should not leave the theater the same way that I came is what I mean. So let's go see the show. Let's go. We Together. Going. We going. Okay. He, 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 if I don't go see the show with him, y'all, he's going to be mad. What if I go see it before and then go see it with you too? Oh, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Like I, yes, I want to go together, especially now hearing like what Dream had to say, and then like hearing someone. I can't remember who it was, but like um, someone else also said it would be um, it would be wise as a person of color, as a particular black person, to, to like go with somebody to else go black. with somebody else. Yeah, to be able to like have that support system mm-hmm. there with you, because a, a conversation will happen afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah I just so do, yeah, I just do not want to walk. Out of the theater the same way that I came. Yeah. So, um, if you want to see that it twice, means, yeah, yeah, whatever that means, we will. And maybe I might need to see it twice. Maybe that's the universe working in my favor to make me see it twice so that I can go back. All and, right. Especially in the same week, because if I go see it one time and I can come back here and I start talking about it, but I need probably need to see it twice just to make sure I saw what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> come on now. Woo! I'm already getting nervous. I'm like I'm getting hot. <laughs> getting nervous. <laughs> well, happy uh, opening to you, Jeremy. Get right. that opening yeah. pop. And in. he deserves. Like you know, get it popping. I, I, am, I am so excited for him. But you know, the same way that one show opens, another one closes. To Today, schoolgirls close um, at 
<laughs> no. Schoolgirls closed today, but you it's not going to be the last time that you um No, no, no. It, the extended was tonight. So this was extended to December 9th. Tonight. <laughs> she was, heartbroken. Yeah. Cuz you didn't get to see it. You didn't get to see it, did you? It's okay. That's okay. Oh, because don't you know cry. why? Because it's just being filmed for PBS. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's being filmed for PBS, so we'll be able to see it over and over again. So it's going to come on, uh, you know, they do this... Um, Shout out to Jasmine. Theater Up Go Close. Off. So Theater Up Close is where they film plays, which, in which they filmed one of my favorite plays, uh, which had Tanya Pinkins in, Rashida mm-hmm. Speaking. It's mm-hmm. a, a really like a, a three-person play, but it's really a two-hander in a way because the third person only comes in. Well, I guess... It's four different characters in it, but like they. What play are you talking about? Rashida speaking. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, Rashida speaking is a wonderful play. It was filmed by Theater Up Close, so I watch it all the time because mm-hmm. I have the access to it. But like, it's such a good, a good play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that Theater Up Close does this, where they film plays, um, and and they air them on PBS, or you mm-hmm. can go back and look at them online. That's um, amazing. It is amazing, and but they don't always do like plays with black people in it, so it'd be mm-hmm. like very rare that they would get a black play, but so now that they're doing Schoolgirls, this is amazing, so everybody will have the opportunity Amen. to see this. Great. Um, and I think that will change people's lives. Yeah. Because um, Schoolgirls has been such a popular piece, Yeah. and it's so funny and so relatable, and, mm-hmm. and um, it just has so many different layers to it mm-hmm. that I think that everybody, it's, uni- it's a universal yeah, it's so story. Yeah. Um, but for it to be, you know, built in and and based in Africa, mm-hmm. um, it's just really beautiful. I just really love the piece, and so and it's it's hilarious. So shout shout out to Jocelyn Beal. We gonna have to have her back on the show. She's yeah. been on the show before. And when does um, it um like air? When is it available uh, for people to watch be, on PBS? Well, it will. Or be, does it say? It's, it doesn't say. It just said in 2019. Okay. So it doesn't say exactly when um it's gonna be like airing on PBS. But they 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 filmed it. So I'm I'm happy for them. So. You'll get a chance to see it, a dream. Okay. Yeah, don't be sad. She's gonna Um this I piece... mean, but the shout out to Black Excellence because the fact that there's like black theater every night of the week and there's so much going on that you have to choose and it's yeah. just like, wait, okay, That's I need to That's beautiful, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I mean, there's gorgeous. a lot happening. And even yeah. over in the UK, I just want to give a shout out to Marisha Wallace who has um, had a full circle moment. She, um, right before she moved to London to do Dream Girls. She had, was auditioning for Waitress, the mm-hmm. musical, and she mm-hmm. was supposed to play Becky. She had got down to like maybe the final was between her and a couple people, and you know, Kayla Settle, who ended up doing sure. the role, ended up getting the role. Um, but Marisha Wallace was in the running for that, and she said, you know, she had manifested it into her notes um, that she wanted to do the show, that she was going to be playing Becky. Um, and now she's going to be playing the role in the UK in London. Come so through. She's, she's Shout part out. of the original London cast and she's wow. going to be the role that she always imagined herself and right after. And she's been having a really successful Come career on now. in London. I just, I'm so proud of her. You better live. Um, she's living. Life. Living my best life. She don't have to come back to the States ever again. Come like, on. girl, you were famous over in London. Come like, through. You better get, and sis. she looks good. Yes. Like, she's been, she's been working and she's, she's vibrant. Her face, like, she just looks happy. It's a glow. Um, it's a glow up. Like she is. I mean, mm-hmm. not saying that she glow. No, she was beautiful before, but like she has glowed up. Ooh. Like somebody flew her out. Somebody like, flew her they out. Flew her out Come to on, London. They flew blast. out. <laughs> book they flew blast. her out to London, and she never <laughs> came back. <laughs> okay, and I she love said, it. Bye. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but also speaking of representation and and um, how proud we are of all of our theater veterans and people um, that are just winning right now. I had to look. Does he look good in that picture? Don't he look good? Yeah. Uh, Billy Porter. Really good in that Billy picture. Billy Porter is, and he, I didn't really realize he was like 49 years old. Oh, wow. Um, and he's just now getting his just due. Like he's getting mm-hmm. his due, which is like I've known Billy Porter for so long. It's like 
I I um I've always thought of him as a star. Mm-hmm. Like I I've always you know looked up to him and like oh my gosh it's Billy Porter. But like literally just over the past five six years since Kinky Boots comes out has he really gotten his but like isn't that always the case like we we know that about ourselves and we see that in each other Mm -hmm. and then it takes them yeah but it comes later on to catch up like it's always you know even what sterling k brown is a little bit older Mm -hmm. and has been around for a while like Mm -hmm. uh uh, mahershala ali like for them to start winning emmys and oscars Mm -hmm. and and viola viola davis right like it takes them into their older but yes. but yes, and I agree a hundred percent. And also with that, it is an element of like these these people who you talk about, who it is, it takes them a little bit longer. Like they've gotten their start in the theater, so yeah. like they've spent years in the theater, and which we've talked about yeah. before. Which is theater is not like film and TV in terms of like um, marketing and, and people being so able to crazy. see you and all of that. So like they've spent so much time in the theater, years in the theater, that once they decided to make, they decided to make that transition. It was a little bit later on and then it took motherfuckers a while to catch up to the yeah. greatness that we already knew but do you think it was really them that decided like they wanted to make that transition because Billy Porter had to win a Tony before he could really make like mm-hmm. even though he had done television and stuff before mm-hmm. he had been you know a guest a, you know a guest star on, on different television shows I don't think that's before. always the case um, I I I I want to believe, and I do believe that like we do have agency over like ourselves and like how we want to operate. So I do think there are individuals who are perfectly fine in the theater, who have been fine in the theater for a minute, and then mm-hmm. they might have decided to make the leap. Then there are some individuals who w- have tried to make the leap before, and just how systems work, it mm-hmm. was difficult, it was hard. They had to do exactly certain things in order to get seen or exactly. feel appreciated or feel valued in yeah. the theater and, and yeah. in the television and film space. For sure, like we know, it's not one set journey. Um, sure. But yeah. yeah, okay. Well, congratulations to Billy Porter. Yeah, major who is, congrats. Uh, nominated for a Golden Globe for his bop, performance bop. in Pose. I'm through. Um, the ceremony is set to air live on January 6th um, on NBC. And so, you know, shout out to him and uh, the entire cast of Pose, who's mm-hmm. also nominated for you know best drama series. That's I so amazing. Um, and and some other theater and people beautiful. Are, yeah, some other theater people are uh, nominated as well. So shout out to all of them. But I think that that's like. Um, amazing black theater person Mm -hmm. but like also regina king is nominated for Mm -hmm. some other things and and so yeah we just we shout out to them i'm so excited for Mm -hmm. them like it's it's congratulations to be recognized in that way um is amazing yes um and and i'm i'm very just proud black panthers nominated yeah listen i'm just i'm just very proud um also the grammy nominations came out too so uh the um the musicals that are nominated for Best Musical Theater Album include mm-hmm. The Band's Visit, which is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they just won all the Tonys this year. That's the only reason why I say that. So I don't know. Don't shoot me. Did you see it? Um, yeah, I saw The Band's Visit, which yeah. I really love. It's a really great It's a great musical. Mm-hmm. And the music is great, too. Um, all around, just good show. Mm-hmm. Um, so they won a lot of Tonys this year, so they might win the Grammy for Best um, musical theater album, but also was nominated Carousel, Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert, which also is another <laughs> one that might win, too, just because it wasn't in the mix of the Broadway Tony, so it wasn't like a Broadway show. Why are you laughing? Because when you said Carousel, Jesus Christ was right after it, I literally thought you were saying Carousel, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. damn, can you get through the rest oh of the nominees God. before you do that? <laughs> I wasn't, no, I wasn't. Carousel, saying, Jesus Christ. Um, Carousel is nominated, Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert is nominated, My Fair Lady is nominated, and Once on This Island. Oh, come um, on So through. we got, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a competition. Come on through. Um, and I'm excited about it. Like, like I really, 
I I want Once in the Silence to win. Yes. But Same. I also think that Ben's Visit and Jesus Christ Superstar are probably going to be the top two contenders for the award. Are the Once in the Silence deserves musical um, nominations? Is is that category televised? Uh, I don't believe that it's televised. Okay. Now. I think yeah, they 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 don't respect us. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I just I just wanted confirmation. They don't respect us. But that's yeah, what I, I think thought. It's, it's going to be televised. But um, you know, I'm very proud of them. Last year, I believe, what was it, Dear Evan Hansen that won? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Dear Evan Hansen and the Color Purple won before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Cynthia Revo got all the awards. She got an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and mm-hmm. she's gonna get an Oscar when they make this uh, Color Purple a movie. Yeah, and the, the only reason movie. why I, I think. It, yeah, it was there. Evan Hansen. I remember um, Crystal and Lloyd one time oh, yeah. was doing some drink out of her Grammy. Oh, she, well, I talked to her the other night, and we was talking about the Grammys. So she had the, the the day that the nominations came out, she had on her Grammy T-shirt. I said, "Look at you with your Grammy." Come on, through. You better be right sis. in the mix. And she pulled the Grammy down, and she's like, "Of course, of yes. course." Like I'm not mad at it. I love her to death. Um, so yeah, so that. It's all happening. Okay, so this is the last hot topic of the day, y'all. What is given? Woo, Do okay. I need to prepare myself? Um, well, I don't, unless you didn't read what we'll put in the group chat. So let me say, uh, patrons asked for a refund following a terrible performance of the Wiz in Louisville. Oh, I did see that. Um, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the production put on by Island Island Entertainment, um, which is of Kansas City, Missouri, is being called terrible and sloppy by those in attendance. Oop. One person said the whole thing is weird. This was an employee at the Kentucky Center. She weird. Said, this says some people didn't stay more than nine minutes to the show. There was a woman who was so distraught she walked out and spent the entire time talking to the ticket sales people as the show was going on. Uh, a patron of the show said she spent $65 on her ticket but said the show was janky. She commented that I Dorothy, love that word. <laughs> she commented that Dorothy <laughs> was wearing a Walmart dress and the actors forgot their lines. Um, an actor for the show, uh, Corey Black, spoke out about the performance on Facebook. Now, Corey Black was playing Adipearl. Uh, she said, following the backlash, she said that the 3 p.m. show ended up being a dress rehearsal and acknowledged that there were a lot of issues. However, it seemed that the following performance had issues of its own, the 7 p.m. Um, uh, Tasha McGee, a patron of the 7 p.m. performance, noted plenty of problems, including the Cowardly, Lion, the Cowardly Lion's costume missing a tail, a mane, and one of his paws. In addition, she said at several points in the show, she said, in addition, she said at several points in the show, the lights had to be dimmed because the cast and crew set the wrong scene. Uh, the projected background was coming from a laptop that kept displaying notifications throughout the show. Um, they said patrons... What is this given? <laughs> these patrons were... Requesting refunds, rightfully at, so. At Here and there, um, rightfully now, so. This production starred. <laughs> this production starred like Carl Thomas. You remember Carl Thomas? I remember Carl Thomas. He was on the uh, <laughs> Lady of Soul Awards a few weeks ago, going off. <laughs> you cracking up? <laughs> because I can't get it out. This um, is crazy. Wait, who was Carl uh, Thomas? Uh, you know who Carl Thomas is? Nigga, I know. He, who was he in the show? <laughs> oh, I, I think he was like uh, either the Tin Man or something. I don't know. It don't, it don't say. Really this like, is crazy um, to me, y'all. This uh, is crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'll be honest, I would have wanted to go to that show just to see all of that nonsense like, happening. I, I want to go to it. I would just to see rolling. all that nonsense happening. Like text notifications popping up. I, like I can't. Um, I hope it just said like iMessage and didn't say what the Texas was. I hope so too. But I mean, it probably wasn't. Maybe it wasn't iMessage stuff. Maybe it was like because people tea would have been spilled. I don't know. Um, they said you know somebody said it was so bad. Um, 
this Darren Jefferson went to the Saturday show along with his wife and daughter. I ain't mm. even gonna lie, I fell asleep during it. Is what he oh. said. <laughs> I love my people. I ain't even gonna lie, I fell asleep during. <laughs> um, Carl Thomas was in it. Corey Black, who was I guess a local uh, oh Louisville, Kentucky celebrity, I guess. Um, Little G from Silk. There's a meeting in that was my, my song. Bedroom, bedroom, bedroom. Yeah, ain't that the shit? This is so crazy. Him, he was in it, and Shirley Murdoch was in it too. <laughs> As we lay, this um, is crazy. I I can't. You you had me at Dorothy dress was from Walmart. Already, I was like, oh, this shit is about to be crazy. Okay, so in an update, the uh, Lavaria Slaughter, who is the producer and director, huh. said had um, said that refunds, ain't nobody getting a refund because it was too late. <laughs> he said, had any, had any patron requested a refund during or immediately after the performance, I would have been happy to accommodate and make an exception due to the uh, admitted misfires. But didn't you just say somebody was like nine minutes, they walked out and was trying to get a refund? Yeah. but It sounded like niggas was trying to do that. But I guess he maybe, said maybe no. he gave them a refund, and maybe he wasn't trying to give because like after the article came out, they listed at the bottom like, uh, where you could call and try oh, to get a refund. Oh wow! But like the, the venue, they rented out this venue, so the venue could not give them refunds because they didn't take any sure. of the oh I get the it ticket money. So they oh, I get had it. to contact this production company uh-huh. um, to try to get their money back. Oh I get it. But I guess if they couldn't contact the production people that same day or during the performance, and they not getting no money back. That's deep. Um. Yeah, they also said uh, the root. This is the article from the root. They said they were informed of another attendee through the grapevine, and subsequently reached out for a comment. Uh, Nicole Banks of Louisville said she and her cousin went to three p.m. show, suffered and show and suffered through the entire ordeal. Carl Thomas was in the play. I think the show was horrible. Some of the characters forgot their lines. Um, it was pretty disappointing. Um, That's deep. Yeah. Uh, and wait, what? Where was this? This was in Louisville, Kentucky. At the Brown Theater, but they rented out the space, and the the show was put on by um, this production company. That's really sad. <laughs> that's all I can say is that's sad, Island y'all. Entertainment. So don't go see Island Entertainment stuff unless y'all want to be, you know, disappointed or and entertained. I'm, well, and I think that it's <laughs> entertained, <laughs> entertained. I would have been entertained. Well, I'm trying to figure out: did they have the rights to do this show? Like, did they actually like? apply for the rights to do this show. One would hope, like, if you got Carl Thomas and, like, names like that, like, one would hope. One would hope. It don't seem like they... It, it just don't feel like it. Don't I, feel like I it. can believe that 100%. I feel like they just started doing it. I can believe that 100%, but, like... <laughs> like, ain't no contracts in place, no nothing. They just started doing it. Like, we gonna do this. And, like, printed the copy of the script from um, a PDF file online and just started showing up for rehearsal. <laughs> Did they show up for rehearsal? Was it rehearsal? Well, I, well, I mean, the 3 p.m. performance was a rehearsal, so I guess they didn't have enough time to rehearse in the space was the thing. I'm trying to get them benefited out. Yeah. Um, maybe they rehearsed prior, but then, like, the they didn't have the time to get all the like tech really stuff. Tech, yeah. yeah, and, you know, yeah. they probably got into the rehearsal because I remember watching, uh, going back and watching, like, the live videos that Corey Black was doing, and they got into the space at, like, 8 o'clock that morning. Oh, wow. And so I think that was the first time them being in the space. So they really And they had a 3 p.m. show. Yeah, and they really didn't do it. Oh, yeah, tech. no. So there's, like, but that just that goes ain't to the show move. when you don't know. That ain't the move. You don't know. Like, you got a tech. Like, tech is a real thing. It's a tedious process. You need to know exactly how you're moving and where you're moving and when. So now it makes sense that the projections was... Yeah, they wasn't So right. notifications. Yep. 
Because they didn't, they didn't know. Like, they, they just got into the space maybe a couple hours before. Well, God bless them. And so they didn't have a chance to get it right, too, for the 7 p.m. either. God mm-hmm. bless that producer um, slash director who ain't giving nobody a coin back. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting a coin back. Ain't that funny? Yeah, fuck what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. Fuck what you heard. Okay? Woo! Oh, my gosh. And I keep reading this over. Dorothy forgot her lines. The cowardly lion looked more like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and the magical land of Oz was displayed on a laptop projector. <laughs> that is what's taking me out. I wish I was there. Like, everything you're saying is like, I wish I was there to see this in person. And people was paying $35 to uh, $65 See, I'm flabbergasted. And it was only one day for the show, so it was on December 1st. Oh, Wow. So it just it just ended up being a disaster. They was like, "Look, we got Carl Thomas, we got the nigga from Silk." Yeah, but Come the nigga was like, you know, we can't do nothing about it. Okay, I I, I just think this is so funny and it's sort of sad, but like, listen, y'all, set it off live had good production value. Yo, set it off live was lit. What, I what saw it. I was there. King, King's you. Theater Brooklyn, baby. King's Theater Thank Brooklyn. Thank you. So I'm, we going to see Snoop Dogg's musical, and that's why I'm like, listen, they, I know they tech they show. They tech they show. They brought a I car hope Tamar stage. there right. when we see it. Well, Tamar may, may not be there. I don't know. Is we'll she see. still in it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if the tour's still going on <laughs> <laughs> or not. I thought it was ending. It was going down in L.A. when I was out there. Well, it's supposed to be here in March. Oh, okay, It's supposed okay. to be here in New York in March. They had switched the date. It was really supposed to be here back in October. Right. They switched the date okay. to March. Um, so and you're going to see that you said right and you're going to let us know no you coming too I don't know why you even playing with me (laughs) like don't play with me what I thought it was you and Amber right shit (laughs) yeah we're going to see Lord have mercy Um, so we're going to get right into the listen letter we only got one because we got to get ready to go to Amber's show Um, so we need to hurry up Um, so this is just uh, oh I love this this is from uh, Edward who played um, in Modern Day Black Come Egg. through, um, Eddie. Eddie, yep. Eddie sent a question. He said, hey, fam, thanks so much for all that you do and for your commitment to the culture. My question for queer and gay writers, Tyler Perry included, mm. do fat people exist in your world? Like, dead ass, all of your characters have to have six packs? Even the boy next door? Even niggas who's supposed to be in high school? I saw Choir Boy off-Broadway, and when I saw it, they had men who were supposed to be- who were supposed to believe are in high school get naked at least twice. That's gross. Um, playwrights <laughs> don't cast their plays. Um, facts, however, playwrights nowadays specify skin tones and not body types. Mm. Being black is in vogue. Being fat is not. Sorry if I'm rambling. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Love, Eddie. Now, that's a good-ass question. Um, that is a good-ass question. That's a good-ass question. Seeing, and I didn't think about that. The boy's supposed to be in high school, and they do get naked in the show. We're supposed to believe they in high school. I, yeah. I never even thought about that, because I was so excited <laughs> to see Because <laughs> the bodies are right. Like, okay. Listen, the bodies are right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My God. Oh. But, um, but, yeah, I... Oh, um, but they not in high school, y'all, so I can do this. <laughs> they not Nigga. in high school for real. <laughs> for <laughs> they, real, for real. Like they my age, so um, <laughs> so you can get your entire okay. life. Yeah. Okay. Your entire life in that. So theater. I don't have to feel like any type of uh, way. Yeah, I don't have to feel away. Feel nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Um, but like, nasty. do fat people exist? A hundred percent. Do do we uh, see them in uh, theater often? Um, absolutely not. And, mm-hmm. and and and. and Particular, Eddie is talking about black queer. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, 
fat people. Uh, no, I I can't think of. I can't think of any either. I can't think of except for this uh, Michael Jackson's new play, Michael uh, Living Jackson's new play. His, uh, I don't know why I keep calling him Michael Living Jackson because that's his Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Living Michael Jackson. <laughs> the living um, Michael Jackson, but, but yeah, his his Luke. musical. Which is, oh, I want to be on that so bad. Michael, I've been telling you I want to be in this show so bad. But now I'm equity. I might have a chance. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd just be ignoring him. <sighs> I'd just I be ignoring him. I might actually have a chance to be in the show because it's it's that good of a show. But that is for, um, you know, fat, black, queer men. Amen. Um, literally. Amen. That is literally what it's written for. And Amen. so that's the only one I can think of. Amen. But like, yeah, nothing comes could to you mind. see any of the characters in Choir Boy being fat? I've never seen the show. Oh, you've never seen the I show? I've never seen it yet, have and I haven't it? read it. No. Oh, wow. So th- it, when I see it, it will be my first time. So I. Oh, wow. Don't know. And, 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 and like that question, honestly, is just like weird. Like, can you see any of the characters being fat? Because, like, what would stop them like why wouldn't why would these characters not be able to um be fat like what would like stop that yeah i can't think of of anything yeah and like and 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 it's it's so interesting because like it has to be like written into it doesn't have to be but like people like how things operate like you have to be very specific and like writing these things into a text like why can't it just be exactly like what the play is it doesn't have um it's not talking about like body politics or anything like that. It's just yeah. this person existing in this story, yeah. like just as is. Like, does it have to be a fat play? Does it have to be this? Does it have to be that? Um, right. Do they I have just, to talk about being fat? Yeah. Like, or can they just go to school? Can they just like work at this office? Right. Like, can they just do this, do that? Um, so yeah, I would be really interested and curious and know like nothing comes because a lot to of, mind. of of queer narratives have to do with sex, and mm-hmm. so fat people aren't considered desirable mm-hmm. and, and especially in, in media or entertainment when it comes to sex in, in that way. I mean, but I know some, you know, niggas that like fat, like that's yeah, yeah, their that thing. Yeah, that doesn't mean like, that they're not it. having sex. Right, they're definitely having, they're definitely having sex, like, and lots of it. And like, but that's, you know, the same thing where people talk about, you know, you know, fat black women and, mm-hmm. and them being desirable and, and seeing them have sex or, um, you know, that's why Lena Dunham became so popular because she was a fat white woman mm-hmm. that, you know, her point of view, which... Uh, Quote, unquote. She's, yeah, she's so trash. I can't. Um, she's really trash. Um, but, you know what I mean? Because you heard about what she did. Apologized for... So I've been she, off social media for Okay, well, she taped for a, a man that was... Um, that was accused of a Me Too situation. Mm-hmm. And she caped and said, this is one of those uh, situations, you know, out of the 3% where, you know, we know, we I have insider information that, um, you know, she's not telling the truth, basically calling her a liar in oh, public. Wow. Like, she made a public statement. Then she just came back this past week and said that she did not have insider information and she apologized to the woman and saying that um, she had no, inf- she basically lied. Wow. She lied because she didn't want her friend, because she was friends with this guy, she didn't want him to go down. And so she lied. Oh wow! So now she's recanting that, but she's just trash. And 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 she had stood up for all these other white women, but this particular person was a black woman that mm. she was like trying to diminish her character and said that she was. Lying. And this was recent. This recently happened. Uh, well, that she recanted what she said. Yes, it happened this past week. Oh when, wow! When she did this, uh, it was like maybe six so months ago. Sometime this year it was earlier this year. Um, but she's just trash. Wow. But it's like people identify with you know fat people. Um, but they don't consider them desirable. It's almost like a pity thing in a way, mm-hmm. and and that's what I hate. Like I don't I don't want to 
um, I don't want to you know continue to per- perpetuate stereotypes of fat people or of black people or of any type of people when mm-hmm. I know that there is such a variety. Um, there's so many different stories to tell, and like you said, you don't have to be. Mm-hmm. The story doesn't have to be about being fat. It can be about being alive, being a person, and mm-hmm. experiencing life, just from your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I would be, go ahead. You're about I to was say just gonna say, I think to Eddie's point, though, n- not that the story has to be about being fat, um, but if as a playwright or screenwriter or whoever, who whoever has the pen to control it, mm-hmm. if you don't specify yeah. this person can be this, right. then like casting and entertainment are they're not, not going to think. think right, of. because to your point, they're not seen as desirable. So it's like, why would I put somebody in my show like this mm-hmm. when I could get Six Pack Johnny? Right. I mean, I saw Bronx Tale when I was out in L.A., and that was one of the guys in the show was like a big guy and that was the first time I'd really seen a, a big, big guy, guy on, stage. on stage and he was you know keeping up with the steps and all yeah. the dance moves but I was just like yeah that's rare to see and if you do see him there in the ensemble yeah and but I was just like why why am I so like shocked like, because you don't see it yeah, yeah. like couldn't, couldn't dear Evan Hansen couldn't Evan Hansen be like a fat you know and then it's, it's, it's so interesting, like, you talking about, like, the writer specifying, like, this character can be. Mm-hmm. I, even that, I think, is, like, super nebulous and even not specific enough because, like, I can already see mm. a production, a cast director somewhere, whatever the case may be, being like, oh, Ken. So we don't have, have to. to. We right. absolutely don't have to, right? Yeah. And, like, and I think, like, that's the thing that's, like, super tricky about it, like, being as specific as possible and like I would love to see um, like stories that exist where the play is about somebody being fat like that literally is the story but then also in the same breath we also have other plays where it's not about that at all like being able to see the full scope of like what these stories can be like specifically about it and not about it at all Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is um, would be a a super duper beautiful thing Yeah, but yeah I agree with Eddie like I've I, I haven't seen too. it, uh, and and um, I have seen the show, but I was so in my feelings. <laughs> so I nigga was hot and bothered, that. right? Yeah, nigga was hot and I bothered. I didn't see it twice. Okay. Um. <laughs> and I, I think it's I interesting can't. too for that show. I haven't seen it yet, nor have I read it. But I just think of like choir, particularly in the black community, mm-hmm. where like some of our best singers or some of our singers that we reverence the most are heavy set. Yeah. And we attribute their singing quality to, to their, their size. size, exactly. Yeah. And so to think that in a production where, you know, I would assert. It's all about the voice and their capabilities and, you know, how they've mm-hmm. been groomed and all that stuff. That why couldn't there be a character in there who is plus size? Right. Yeah. True. That's so true. Thank you so much, Eddie, for the question. We really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Uh, this is our last question for the day. It says, hey, Mr. Shade, Mr. Love, and Princess Amber Iman. Even though Amber's not here, I'm so sorry. But all is well. Uh, I hope all is well, and I love all the work you're doing with Off Book as well as individually. My question is how you differentiate between not right now and not your calling. Mm. Best, mm-hmm. a listener looking for a sign. Mm. That's a really good question. How do you differentiate between not right now and not your calling? Well, mm. I've been in New York for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved to New York to be an actor. I did not know how that was going to happen or, or in what way, um, but I also knew that I had to sacrifice myself for the greater good of the community. Um, I, I have struggled with that. I still struggle with it, but I it just wasn't. I knew it was my calling. It what does that mean? You had to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of the community. I had to uh, use my time and my efforts to build Broadway Black and to give us a platform because we we I still feel like we still don't really have a real platform to showcase our talents and showcase 
um, who we are. And so most of my time or all of my time was invested in doing that. Mm-hmm. So I did not I did not have anything for myself. Mm-hmm. I literally sacrificed myself for the greater good of the community gotcha. to build a platform in that way. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that I was supposed to be an actor. I knew that I was supposed to be an artist and performing and um, I was supposed to be on the stage. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I also knew that that was Broadway Black is what I needed to do at that time, at that moment. Um, so that's an, an example of not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my focus was still in the same vein, in the same realm. Mm-hmm. Um, not your calling. Either you got it or you don't, in, in my opinion. Like, either you have it or you don't. And, and if you feel like you have it, can't nobody else tell you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, can't nobody else tell you that you don't because some people might tell you that you don't and they could be dead wrong some people have got denied jobs or been denied opportunities because somebody else told them um that that it wasn't their calling Mm -hmm. and then they went on to be super famous you know think about all the people that got booed off the apollo stage lauren hill got booed off the apollo stage you know there were so many different people that got and now she ain't showing up on stage (laughs) you know what but she she paid you know Uh i mean well she got tax evasion and all that but she paid like mm-hmm. she you know she had an amazing album she's had an amazing career now what she's done with that career is on her but mm-hmm. she still pushed through and succeeded um there are so many different people that you know people told them just no like mm-hmm. flat out no um yeah so nobody else can tell you that but you in my honest opinion what do y'all think yeah and then also um it's not something that's going to happen instantly right like if if you have this thought don't think that it it, it could um, but also hold space for the possibility that you're not going to get an answer tomorrow. Right. You may not get an answer next week. You may not get an answer next month. Um, of course, like we will want it to be soon, um, but like it doesn't always work like that. And like what for me, it's like knowing that it's something that you can't stop thinking about. Yeah. Like, is it something that when you wake up is one of the first things you think about when you go to bed as cliche as it sounds is one of the, the last things that you think about. And I think like that it literally is one of the things that like help differentiate if it's like night, right, not right now, or if it is a calling, if it's that thing that you are constantly thinking about like over and over again. And how long does that last? Mm-hmm. You know what I think about when you say that? I know what you're thinking about. What? <laughs> you thinking, of, are you thinking about sister? Act? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you're supposed to be a writer. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that's what Jess was thinking about. All you can think about is writing. (laughs) You're supposed to be a writer, girl. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. That's my shit, though. I can tell, nigga. (laughs) He cracked himself up. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with Donye. I think, especially. Also, y'all don't agree with me? Basically, but go ahead. Uh, Especially being in New York where there's so many things that you can be doing. Uh, I think it's it's just about you get, give yourself the opportunity to try. Right. You know, my my whole thing is don't not go after something, whether it's not right now or you know you're calling. Give yourself the space and the time to try it out. That I feel like that's the only way mm-hmm. to really know because there's so there's always gonna be somebody that's like, yeah, go ahead, that's my baby, and there's gonna be people like, girl, go sit down, mm-hmm. you know. And so give yourself the time and space, and then as you said, you be the you choose. Is this what I want to invest my time in or not? Like I'm, I am good at a lot of things. I I can take photos, I can dance, I can listen. You need a massage. Listen, I can do a lot of things, mm-hmm. but is that my calling? Right. You know, and sometimes I think we get caught up on the 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 niche things like. I like to do things that help people, but maybe my, my I realize my calling is healing, you yeah. know? And so how can all the things that you like to do 
filter into the bigger picture yeah instead of getting cooked or caught on the, the smaller thing and how do maybe all these things that you don't feel like you're calling are trying to show you what your calling really is yeah. mm. so come on with that's it. my two cents i love it. take it to the bank it's open yes come on a dream that was a dream <laughs> That was a dream. And we thank y'all so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of Off Book. We're going we gonna to head out of here because Amber's show is about to start right now. But we're going to head out. My name is Drew Shade. I'm Danya Love. I'm a Dream Smith. Brandon. Brandon Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon been sitting here this whole time not saying nothing. Anyway, bye, y'all. Hair looking fabulous. Hair looking fabulous. Hair fabulous. <laughs> but you can still, but still just talk into the mic, though. We just need you to talk into the mic. A- not, not, we not doing ASRM or whatever that is. What the, is, that, is that what you call it? I don't. ASMR. ASMR? Mm-hmm. Wait, what is that? Where they be eating and stuff into the microphone and all is that all you, that's all you hear? The is girl with the cucumber? So like every time you eat in a microphone, that's, it's called AMSR? ASMR. ASMR? Is that what it's called? That, yeah. Um, wow. Well, people like. It's a lot of things. It's not just eating. People like that because it calms them down and like helps with the nerves. Like I do use calm uh, like, like raindrops and shit, but they like to or, like, listen to people cutting eat. up soap. Yeah, people do weird shit too. That's interesting. But people pay money. Like people yeah, get paid on YouTube for that shit. It's like a whole thing of people. That's deep. Hope. You can make money off of anything. You really can. Listen, like, the get the coin. Open. Oh my god. Anyway, well let's go. Let's get right into the show, y'all. Y'all ready? Come through. Cause I'm I'm ready to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do it. My God. Woo. Okay. You ready, Chris? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.